Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. The following is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the host of this program do not necessarily state or reflect those of this station or its management. Introducing Chris Master, Derek Stark, and Bad Billy. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio. Well, well, motherfucking, well, hell to the motherfucking, yeah, welcome to Outlaw Radio. Two years in the making, wow, has time flown by. I'm your host, Bad Billy, of course, joined by the one, the only, the mad dog, Derek Stark. What's going on, brother? Two years in the making, man, two years ago. You sent me a message, and we talked about doing a show with three of us from American Broadcasting School, three different people from different walks of life to come together to interview up-and-coming bands. Two years. We have done it. This is just like WrestleMania. It just keeps getting bigger and better, and hell to the motherfucking shit, power of shit, fuck. Fuck yeah! That's what I'm talking about right there. Of course, when we first started, uh, the original idea wasn't uh, interviewing uh, local bands or anything. It was uh, all about, uh, you know, exercising freedom of speech. If somebody was stupid, we were going to make fun of it because that's some of the, one of the things I love to do best, you know. But then the idea to inter- interview... Uh, I remember Razor Ray Cooper. That was our first interview. And, of course, uh, yeah, uh, Tommy Drums of Psychosis along with Damon Hunter. And uh, it just, we just kind of followed a trend ever since that show. And, of course, who can forget the show when Layla called in from the Swingers Bar naked? <laughs> yeah, that was that was definitely fun, but... Uh, Billy, I think it would be really cool to take uh, everybody down memory lane and sh- and talk to them about the emails that you and I exchanged two years ago before we started Outlaw Radio and how 
the story of Outlaw Radio came to be. I think that would be a really good story to tell these guys. Well, it just kind of started as um, I, I found Chris on the uh, American Broadcasting School website. He's posting the Renegade show. He's posting links to it, and I uh, found you on that same page, too. We started um, corresponding back and forth, and I'm like, and I start talking to Chris. You know, it's like, why don't the three of us uh, from three different parts of the country uh, – get together and, uh, you know, the first show will be an experiment. We'll see how much fun it is. And of course the very first show that, uh, of outlaw radio, I was, I wasn't exactly drunk, but I was feeling pretty good because I had a few beers after, after that, but, uh, right before the show, but so it, it, to us, uh, it was, I don't know if we had a hell of a lot of listeners and it was on blog talk radio, but at the same time, it was a lot of fun. So we decided to keep it going. And of course that's when, uh, I got sick and tired of um, blog talk radio and the way they do people and decided to move it to internet radio on Sky 106. And then, uh, you know, uh, almost a year on Sky 106, we decided to uh, move it elsewhere just because we wanted a better time slot to uh, the No Holds Barred Radio Network. Now here we are, a syndicated show. And tonight, uh, here in a couple of minutes, going to be interviewing the biggest band that we've had on the show so far. Yes, it's a pre-recorded interview, but what else can you expect? You know, I mean, especially from a band with a name this big. Yep. Yeah. And I think we'll get more in depth with, uh, with how Outlaw Radio came to be when Chris joins us. I, I do believe because there's a, there's a pretty good story in the form of green jelly, you know, how they did, um, how they did the three little pigs. I kind of want to talk, like that about Outlaw Radio and how it began. But, yes, we got a great interview. It's none other than Boba. Yes, indeed. Anyway, uh, going to kick off the interview, two-year anniversary interview, our anniversary show, the interview with Boba Flex, and going to kick it off with their cover of the Pink Floyd classic, Hey You. We'll be back in about an hour to uh, discuss more if we – because uh, we got a big show coming up, so let's get it started. Touch me. 
Whiskey is an American bourbon blended with herbs including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus, and many more. When they infuse great tasting herbs in their bourbon, they never expected to take away the whiskey burn and still leave the whiskey taste. So rather than adding extra sugar to make cold cock smooth, they simply added great tasting herbs from around the world, and the result is the easiest whiskey experience you've ever had. Take a cold cock shot to the mouth, must be 21 to buy. Find them online at coldcockwhiskey.com. Cold cock whiskey reminds you, drink responsibly. Because there are some people out there who need practical advice. And yes, I'm talking about you. Wisdom beyond value from the desk of Mr. Holland. 
Telling a girl to calm down when she's mad is like trying to baptize a cat. Please disrobe. Fillmore Voicemail allows people to engage in social networking through the exchange of voice messages without the need of utilizing a computer. For just $4.95 a month, get an announcement-only voicemail box with a Chicago, Illinois, USA phone number. Rewind, fast-forward, and volume controls during message playback. The ability to record 90-minute announcements by phone and access to a members-only website to upload audio from your computer directly to your box. For $12.95 a month, you'll get everything in an announcement-only box comes with, plus message sending and receiving, instant messages, and many other social networking features. For $10 more per month, your box can have a nine-option tree-structured menu. For more information or to get your very own Fillmore voicemail box, call toll-free 1-866-4-GET-VMB. That's 1-866-443-8862. Or visit FillmoreVoicemail.com. Fillmore Voicemail, a service of Fillmore Productions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard Hey You, the Pink Floyd cover by Boba Flex. And with that said, I want to welcome Marty McCoy from Boba Flex to the show. Marty, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great. We are in the studio right now, cutting, uh, finishing up the guitars for the new record. Right on, right on. And uh, speaking of the new record, uh, when is... Uh, do you have a rough idea when that's supposed to be released? August 25th is the release date. Nice, nice. So, so it's a a little uh, in the near future. A little bit longer. <laughs> We're under pressure. We're under pressure to get it finished. Our management was like, "All right, guys, I know you tour all the time. It when you get home, you have to get this record done. I already booked your CD release party. Get in there, go, go, go." So we work really well under pressure, and sometimes you need that little kick in the butt to to get moving. Right on, right on. And uh, for those that aren't familiar with Boba Flex, shame on them. I uh, want you uh, t- <laughs> tell tell the listeners a little bit about uh, about the band Boba Flex. So give give a little insight. Uh, absolutely, we've been around for uh, a good while now. Um, we were on TVT Records, and they went bankrupt, and and it was kind of a mess to get out of. So we had we didn't take a hiatus. We just toured and toured and toured until we were legally allowed to make music again. Um, so about 2009, I think we started, we decided to go independent. And it was like, with, with a major label like TVT going bankrupt, it was scary for us with streaming and downloads and all that stuff to, to really know what was going to happen to the major labels. Um, so we had a couple offers on the table, and we were like, I, I don't know. The nightmare of a bankruptcy in a label was, was awful. I mean, for like I said, two years, we couldn't do anything except tour and sell t-shirts. We couldn't even sell music. So we just decided to go independent and thought, you know, see how this works. So we started cutting our own records and doing our own videos about that time. And, and things kept getting better and better and better. And, and here we are. You know, uh, 2009 too. I mean, you talk about uh, how the company went bankrupt too. And that, of course, that was a pretty bad time because, uh, of course, the recession was really hitting the country pretty bad at that time, too. Do you think that played a major factor in it? I, I think so, yeah. I remember it didn't change my life any. I'm still a broke musician, so <laughs> I don't know if I paid that much attention to it. But I, I do know that around that time and, and a, a few years later that because of the recession, all these awesome tour coaches and motorhomes came back to the lots 
that were barely used and, and now they were very cheap. So we, we took advantage of that and got an awesome touring, two awesome touring vehicles actually. Uh, so I do know it kind of affected, I mean, I, I noticed it, you know what I mean? Like I was saying, I, I didn't have any money, but at the time I was like, Oh, look at all these awesome RVs and, and coaches on sale that know, you know, that have a, you know, 20,000 miles on them. And I remember talking to the, to the dealership and that's what they said when the economy, the recession hit, everybody's, walking around fun money went away and all, all these RVs and, and vehicles came back to the lots and they had to mark them all down. And, and so, yeah, I kind of remember that. Maybe it did have something to do <laughs> with the music industry. Hurting. Yeah, I, I, I imagine. So now here's something you've most likely heard before, but uh, when I first heard guys, it was uh, on an ad on the uh, hard rock radio network. And I'm, I'm thinking Boba flex. That sounds like an, like uh, an aerobics machine from Star Wars. How often do you hear something like that? <laughs> um, all the time. I remember we came up with the name, and the reason we we were huge Star Wars fans, and and before we were cool, we were total nerds. And and uh, I, my brother came up with a name, and I remember thinking it was cool. And he's like, "Let's change it to Flex, so, so George Lucas doesn't sue us in the future." if we ever, you know, get far in the span. And then about a year later, the Bowflex came out. I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Everyone's like, Bowflex? So but the, the other part of that is Boba Fett and Bowflex, if you've never heard of us, you, you know, and you don't make the connection with those two, people still say, I think I've heard of you. And they've never met us before in their lives or never heard of music. They're like, I, I, that name sounds familiar. Go, yeah, it does. The Workout Machine and the Craziest Bounty Hunter in the Galaxy. <laughs> right on, right on. Uh, Derek, any questions? Sure. Um, now, what influenced you to start this band and go into the rock or metal genre, whatever genre you want to call it? I call it I call it good headbanging music. That's what I call it. But what what influenced you to help start this band and play music? My father played bluegrass, um, and I remember having these big bluegrass jam sessions in the living room, and there would be all these people sitting around switching instruments and singing, and that's one of the reasons why everybody in the band sings, because we grew up like that. And then um, then I remember seeing Guns N' Roses on the Music Awards, drunk and just this crazy, dangerous, cool band, and, and my dad was appalled, and, and my mother was disgusted, like, look, this is awful. Why would they let these sickos on here? And look, they're drunk and spitting and cussing on the on the Grammys or some kind of award show. It was a big deal back when people bought music. And that's the thing that changed me, the fact that these guys were so crazy and so wild and my parents were disgusted. I was like, that's what I want to do for a living. Yeah, if I'm, so it was Guns N' Roses. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, too, um, uh, most of you originated out of West Virginia. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, the band, myself, Tommy, the drummer, and Sean, my brother, um, are still original members in the band. And we came from a little tiny town in, uh, called Mason, West Virginia, which has a lot of history. It's uh, where the Mothman Prophecies in Point Pleasant, which is a couple miles down the road, took place. And, and there is, uh, there's some, some crazy men in black stuff that happened there. One of the biggest bridge disasters in the United States happened there. And, and yeah, it's a pretty, it's a tiny little town, but. Uh, yeah, it's got a lot of history. A lot of crazy things have happened there. Well, well, of course, I have to ask this now. Um, considering your last name, how close are you to the uh, Kentucky border? Uh, probably about two hours. 
Okay. So probably about an hour, probably about 60 miles. But yeah, we are definitely, uh, we are definitely McCoy's from the Hatfield McCoy feud. <laughs> yeah. So you knew where I was going with that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it, it's traced back up on my father's side. My mother's Scottish and, uh, straight off the boat, Scottish, hilarious and cool. Still has her accent. It's, it's not as thick as it used to be. And my dad is straight up West Virginia redneck from Lincoln County, West Virginia, which is really close to the border of Kentucky. And that's where the whole, the, that whole family is from. And yeah, so my dad is a direct descendant. <laughs> right on, right on. Interesting to come from that bloodline. Yes, indeed. Oh, bulldog. <laughs> That are, can't leave yeah, you out. That is uh, uh, pretty impressive. But um, after I have to admit that uh, I do miss you guys, and I hope we can hang out pretty soon. So I actually have a question for you regarding uh, the uh, how you cover. Um, All right. The question is this: Has um, Pink Floyd heard the cover? And if they have, what did they think of it? Oh, we're trying. Like, we keep tweeting them and keep doing everything we can on Pink Floyd pages and everything. I don't know if they've heard it yet. I don't know if they care. But it is my dream for David Gilmore to either give me a terrible review or an okay review or he likes it would be amazing. I just want them so badly. We're like, okay, guys, decent job, decent job. But so far, haven't heard anything. We've sent it to their management. We've sent it everywhere. Just like, please, please, give it one thumbs up. It'd be awesome. Uh, But not yet. I haven't heard anything nope. yet. Well, that that's, that sucks to a point, but I have to admit that uh, you done one hell of a job. Thank oh. you very much. You were you were in Vegas. Do you remember one of the highlights of the night was Vinnie Paul was videotaping us on his phone playing "Hey You." I yes, looked out the corner of my eye and I saw him, and I just completely got like lost of the words and where I was at. I was like, "Oh my God, Vinnie Paul recorded us like I would yeah, in my that, ear band." Oh my God, that, you. Now you're you're telling me about uh, what I missed on that third day at Rock in the Spring. <laughs> what the fuck Chris did Adler I miss was here? There. <laughs> yeah, Chris Adler was that. there. Trust me, mate, uh, you missed a lot. <laughs> the guys from like a storm came out and hung out. There was all kind of people there. It was a good time. Yeah. I had a blast. It was a, like a Sunday Sunday night show in Vegas, and and we had the day off the next day. I mean, I was I was beside myself with joy how much fun that was. Oh man, yeah. I, I, I now you got me kicking my ass harder because I didn't make that. <laughs> In actual fact, Vinnie Paul's that twice that weekend. That's what I heard. Yeah, we yeah, met him great. several times. He's a really nice guy, and uh, just my drummer uh, Tommy and Vinnie always talk and and are always real cool. But I mean, I still can't get over it. every time I see him. I'm like, oh my god, it's Vinnie Paul. I can't help it. <laughs> I, I know I'm getting nervous, <laughs> but I will have to. I, I do have to say uh, a, a huge thank you. Um, my safe now smells squeaky clean due to the uh, <laughs> bar of soap that uh, you gave me in Fort Worth. The Fight Club bar of soap—that was cool. Huh? Yes, that was. Epic. I can't believe it's you didn't in get my DUI safe. on the way home. I well, that was. I actually didn't, which is kind of cool. I. I uh, I remember these words clearly. You are not leaving this RV until I know you are sober enough to drive. Right. <laughs> I recall that. I was actually. That was that was epic. Right, right on. It was a good time. And now the <laughs> oh, fight club soap. I was like, you must take this. This is great. 
Yeah, well, and I, it was an honor. Bulldog, you got to awesome. Thank you. You got to post a picture of that now somewhere. I got. Oh, I will. <laughs> I got to see this. I'll. Uh, I'll mine too. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Now, the very first song I heard by Boba Flex was one that stuck in my head. I mean, and I only heard a portion of it, but it stuck in my head. And I'm thinking, you know, I've got to Google that song. I've got to listen. I've got to find it on YouTube or something. And so when the time came, because I heard it uh, one morning when I was on my way to work and didn't have time, but the sound was stuck in my head all day. And, and the, the words didn't leave my head. Bury me with my guns on. So I, I, had, I had to go Google that song. And the minute I listened to it, I'm like, this fucking kicks ass. So thank you, thank you very much. Absolutely, he actually does kick ass. Because and actually, funny thing is, that's actually my ringtone. <laughs> that's a great ringtone. <laughs> that, so when we were going back to like when we were talking earlier about the bankruptcy and all that stuff, um, that was the first song we put out after all that happened. And when TVT went bankrupt, you know how you've heard the, oh, the label's done, that band's done, they're over, they're dropped, nobody will have anything to do with them. We had that backlash, and then we're like, all right, we somehow got free and clear. We're like, okay, and then we put that song out, and then everybody started coming back around like, oh, they're back, they're back. It was kind of like, fuck you, you know what I mean? (laughs) You guys are up, we don't want anything to do with you, that band's dead, and all of a sudden that song hits the radio, and and people are coming out of the woodwork, and everybody's – back on the train again and we were kind of like fuck you we're gonna do it ourselves and see what happens yeah i don't know if that was the greatest decision maybe we should have signed to a major record label maybe not who knows but, but at the time i remember feeling a little bit salty because you know promoters and everybody started to <clears throat> not the fans the fans were amazing but you know people that we that we trusted and and management and, and booking agents and things like that like ah oh, you guys are over it's done and all of a sudden, bring heard that song. Um, love to start working with you again. We're like, kiss my ass clear up in the red part. <laughs> so, um, what would you say that was the the main influence behind that song? Uh, there's a couple reasons. Um, I woke up. I remember a guy telling me a story. Um, the comic book, The Preacher had a lot to do with it too. I remember I was reading that at the time. And then there was a guy in the bar that told me he just got back from Iraq and, and he'd seen some pretty fucked up shit and, and had done some pretty messed up shit. And, you know, you know it's a tour. And, and he told me, he was like, I would like to, when I got to heaven, I'd like to, you know, show God what it's like to get shot at. And I remember thinking, God damn, man. <laughs> I wrote that down and then the, the bury me with my guns on came through. And that whole, it just can't, like, I remember waking up in the middle of the night and just almost like Robert Plant and Fairway to Heaven just wrote the whole thing down in one shot, woke up and that whole song was in my head. And I remember thinking I, I wanted a Def Leppard and Marilyn Manson vibe to it, like a Def Leppard and Marilyn Manson started the band. That's the kind of way I wanted the music to sound because I had all these lyrics and it just came together so fast. So when I, that young man said that to me, I was like, that is some deep shit. I've never heard anybody say anything like that. I'll never forget that. And. That's where it went. How it went down. And as when you introduced this to the bandmates, what was their reaction? Oh, they were in it. My brother was like, "Fuck yeah! What'd you just say? That's awesome. Show me how to play it." 
what he said. He loved it. And then we went straight into the studio and recorded it. <laughs> right on, right on. So did you basically have to torque the way it, uh, you wanted it to sound? No, it was just, it, it was, if you listen to the music and stuff, there's a lot going on, like, as far as stops and, and guitar slides and vocals, but it's a very, very simple song. And, you know, I mean, it's not hard at all. If I showed you how to play it, you'd go, really? But it just, I, I don't know. It's just one of those songs where, like I said, you know, pour some sugar on me and, and something Marilyn Manson together. It's got that kind of poppy vibe, real dark evil vibe at the same time. And people just really, really like that song. Wow. <laughs> I, I totally agree. I, it's funny I agree. to watch the arguments on the internet. If you go to the YouTube, it's funny to watch the people on the internet that don't know what it really is about. And like it says, shoot the devil right between the eyes. And so, like I said, once the guy told me that story and said, you know, I'd like to see if God, what God thinks about getting shot at. I was like, I'll go ahead and go all the way through it, and we'll we'll shoot him, and we'll go down, and we'll shoot the devil, and we'll start it all over, and everybody can. There's no, you know what I mean? We're, we're, it's our own consequences we're responsible for it because those two are both gone. So, so you can see people on the internet. They will, some people will, uh, he does not say shoot him right between the eyes. He's not talking about God. He's talking about the devil and, and fighting back and forth. And, and it goes on forever on the YouTube comments. And I read them every now and then. Well, I have to say, you mentioned uh, you wanted to put the touch of Def Leppard in it, but uh, given my personal opinion, I heard more of the uh, Motley Crue touch to it. If you don't mind me oh, saying I, Well, that's going to sneak in no matter what I try to do. That's a big influence in my life, in my brother's life. There's no way. Even if we're like, let's try to make this song so not Motley Crue, <laughs> it'll sound just like Wildside. <laughs> well, <I was laughs> the way it works. I was thinking more along the lines of Shout at the Devil. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember getting that record and being afraid when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, and thinking, I'm in trouble for listening to this. And now I'll look back on it. It's a bunch of dudes dressed up like women. I don't know why I was afraid. But when I was a kid, it felt like I was doing something wrong. And there was a big pentagram on the front. And they looked like horrifying monsters. And it was just, that was the, that was another moment where I was like, um, I'm playing right. This is what I'm doing. This yep. is totally badass. And I want to be one of these badasses. Well, you know what? I can relate a little bit to what you're saying, Marty, because, um, you know, I never had, uh, aspirations of of um, going where you're at but um there was i grew up in a strict religious household and i kind of had to sneak away just so i could listen to slayer god i love that those stories <laughs> i love my, my parents weren't like that but uh friends of mine's parents were like that one of our guitar players um john hoskins who uh was in the band on the uh he recorded with us on charlton's web his parents were like that real strict and his dad would come home from work at about 4.30. So he had a half hour when he got home from school to be able to play his guitar and play rock and roll. And then when his dad got home, he had to shut it down and play uh, Christian songs or whatever and, and acoustics and all that stuff. So I love stories like that. He was a really good guitar player. Absolutely. Oh, well, I've mentioned the song, Derek. You know what that means. That means you mention it, we got to play it. That's right. Outstanding. All right. Here, I can do this all day. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Without any further ado, here is Bury Me With My Guns. Hey, I 
Just heard Bury Me With My Guns by Boba Flex. We are joined by Marty McCoy of Boba Flex. I'm glad you're here. Thank you very much for talking to us. Derek, do you, do you have another question? All right. Uh, Billy, do you think I should throw a stumper at him? Let's see if he can solve it. I, I, I'm, saying, right. I'm saying he can. All right. All right, Marty. Now, my stumpers that I've told uh, to musicians that we've had on the show, some of them have knocked it out of the park and some of them have went gone. You know what? I have never heard that before. So my question for you is, Boba Flex is making an album. 
Who would you love to work with on a song? Anybody past or present, any genre you want, who would it be and why? Who would I like to work with on a song? Um, probably, God, there's so many. Um, probably, I can't say Pink Floyd, because that's, you know, I don't know. Um, I would say probably uh, Maynard from Tool. He's like my favorite singer, and then one of my favorite singers, and then he goes off and leaves Tool for a little for a little hiatus and does Perfect Circle, and and that's amazing. And then he does Christopher, and that's amazing. Like any, we always have these conversations. Like if you got to go to an island and you could only take one artist, but you get the artist's entire catalog. Like if he has solo bands and all that stuff. So I always say Maynard, and I just love that dude's voice and his approach to vocals and his lyrics. And just just one of the coolest singers out there, and so yes, uh, Maynard James Keenan, and I would let him produce the album as well. Nice, right on. Right. That is a good choice. I agree, one hundred percent. Such a cool artsy dude, and just yeah, he makes wine as well. I got to taste his wine at Rock on the Range. It was delicious. Nice. <laughs> uh, Bulldog, I don't want to leave you out, of course. It's okay. So, um, what's are you stumping me too? <laughs> no, I'm not stumping you. Um, what's next after you've finished recording this uh, this album? What's next for you guys? Which direction are you heading? Uh, we should finish up probably the next two weeks or so. Then we start touring. Um, we get a radio with the, the single. The single will be on. Tomorrow we mix and master the single. Tomorrow we get a radio to see if anybody cares and if they'll play it. Hopefully, uh, you never know. And then we will go on tour and um, shoot a video pretty soon for the single. And then we will head west and we will stay on the road. Well, actually, we're doing in between making the album and all that stuff. We're doing the big festivals in like Wisconsin and Florida and stuff like that. So that's always fun. We get to play the first show with Ozzy and Zach Wild back together. My father just called me at one thirty in the morning the other night. He's like, have you heard of this Zach Wild guy? I was like, yeah. <laughs> My dad's calling me at 2 in the morning and listen to this song and sending me songs. This Zach Wild guy is amazing. So I'm really excited to see him play with Ozzy for the first time. Or, you know, the first time back. Uh, I, you know, just going to hit the road and, and, and push this record and, and do what we love doing, which is, you know, like Willie Nelson made a song about it. It's like, you know, playing music with their friends and, and the fans come out and they become friends and it's just this huge, big, awesome thing. And, and hopefully the album's good enough that it goes on for a year. And That'd then we cool. got another record and do it again and cut another record and do it again. I don't have any other skills. I have no other skills. I'm not getting on a roof today. Uh, I didn't, I don't know a, a lot about computers. This is it. This is what I'm doing. <laughs> so, so that's what we're going to do. Bigger and bigger and bigger every album and, and off we go. Exactly. I will say this. You guys have my full support in everything you do. And uh, you if much. you want if you want a um a big fluffy Brit in your in the video, just uh let me know. I'll um, I'll be there in a Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my next question. I wanted to uh I'll I'm gonna play this song um in the uh upcoming music set. Uh, not gonna play it right away like I normally do when I mention a song. But um, you covered uh, uh, Simon and Garfunkel's Sound of Silence, 
And uh, I'm going to tell you, you did a great job. Of course, then Thank came. You. Yeah, absolutely. Then came along um, disturbed, and uh, I will say that uh, you know when I when I heard their version of it, uh, my first reaction was, "Holy shit! I didn't know that David Drainman could sing like that." Oh God, he's an awesome singer. Yeah, I'm, you ever seen him live? I have not had that opportunity. Oh my God, man, they're so good live. That band is one of the tightest bands, and Dave, I've seen David Draymond, geez, I don't know how many times live, and he is just—I mean, he ain't to be fucked with on the vocals. He is a bad, bad man on the vocals. Yeah, I mean, most of the time, you know, I mean, I'm used to songs like "The Sickness," where there, there is, there is a lot of screaming, but he—I, I never doubted his ability to sing. I just didn't expect him to come out with what he did. It was just so epic. Oh, man. I remember when we did the Vegas show, I got there at 8 o'clock in the morning, 9 o'clock in the morning, and they were checking that massive PA system with the Sound of Sound song by by Disturb. And I remember it just put chills all over my body. It made me uncomfortable. It was so good and so loud. I was like, oh, my God, feelings, feelings, run, run. (laughs) But it was, (laughs) I mean, he's a very talented guy. Uh, have you heard their cover, Land of Confusion, by uh, Phil Collins? Oh, yes. yes, absolutely. I mean... So good, man. It's so good. They always pick really good covers and always do a really good job. Yes. Now, now your version of uh, Sound of Silence, though, um, is uh, closer to uh, the original by uh, Simon and Garfunkel. But I, I like the way it starts out uh, almost identical to the original, and then once... Um, it it gets into heavier riffs. I I don't uh, believe the original version actually had a drum beat. Uh it, it, it was very simple. It was a, uh, just kicking yeah. snare, very very yeah. simple, and kind of rhythmed out on the guitars. Yeah, um, that's what we wanted to do when we did that song. Uh, we just kind of the idea was let's do it like Simon and Garfunkel would do it if they were our age now. Oh. Uh, you know, and music was different, and the music was you know. We've gone through the drum machine age and gone through, you know, all the techno stuff. And, and like, this is, you know, if they were our age now, they would still probably be a, a folky kind of rock band, but, you know, probably have some distortion on the guitars here and there and, and you know, a little bit different style. So we didn't want to, you know, do the song completely different, just kind of wanted to do it like, okay, you know, if they were 26, 27 years old and, and the technology that's going on now and the way the music changed kind of felt like this might be how they would have done it, you know, from the get go. Right. That's kind of the way we, that's, that was the idea. I like that. Yeah. I, ne- I never uh, really thought about it that way is how would, they, how would they do it now if they were, if they were young and in their prime um, today, you know, and obviously you put that puzzle together. Yeah. With such things as iPods and GPS and, uh, you know, their thinking would have been differently, different, different, uh, you know, and, but the song's a beautiful song. Oh my God, what a great song. And I mean, you can't really mess it up. I don't think you just, so, but that's, you know, we did the same thing with Pink Floyd's. Like we, when we did the Pink Floyd cover, we were like, we'll just do it. Like, you know, they were our age and, and technology is different. And, you know, guitar tones are different and recording things is different. Let's stay true to the original, but kind of, kind of just push it to to the future a little bit. And, I mean, we don't want to throw any double bass or any screaming or anything like that in there. Just, it's such a beautiful song, you know? 
when oh. bands do covers and they change the words and change the chords and stuff, sometimes it works, but I'm not, that's not my favorite way. Like when the Ataris did Boys of Summer, I thought that was the coolest cover ever. And that was kind of the, the, you know, the goalposts. Like that was kind of like, okay, that's, if you're going to do a cover, better be as good as that one or there's no use to put it on the record. And, and they just kind of rocked it out and didn't change, you know what I mean? It's the same feel, it was the same note, it's just a little bit, you know, it was in their style a little bit, a little more punk rocky, and it was amazing. And I loved the way they did that. So, you know, they were kind of the, the guidelines for me anyway. Right on, right on. Uh, Billy, uh, before you play uh, the song, I just wanted to to say to Mark, you know, I I remember hearing Bulbaflex from Billy, you know, because of Billy, I've heard bands that I've never even would have heard of to this day. And all of a sudden I, I, I saw Sound of Silence as one of the songs that he sent to me through WeTransfer. I was like, Sound of Silence? I got to take a, take a listen to this. And all of a sudden it was just like the original. And I was just like, God, this is freaking awesome. It's different. It's amped up, but it's, it's different, but it's really cool. So great. That's, you know, Simon and Garfunkel, they, they did it. <laughs> Same thing with the, Hey, you, it's Pink Floyd. They, they wrote it and made it amazing. We just, you know, just kind of put some heavier guitars on it and sang it as close as we could. And, and I, I'm a huge Pink Floyd fan. I've played that song since I was 11, 12 years old. I mean, we, we've been, you know, best friends since I was 11, 10 years old, something like that. Or I was even old enough to walk down to his house, which is two blocks away. Um, but we were huge Pink Floyd fans, and that's all we did for summers and summers was play every song off the wall or every song off the of animals. Or and so you know when when Disturbed did the Sound of Silence cover and it was time for us to move on, we uh, Tommy and I were like we forced the Pink Floyd thing. It's like even if it sucks and we we fucked it up, at least in the studio for two days we will get to pretend like we're in Pink Floyd and play this song and meticulously try to get it right and, and play these classic lines that I've loved since I was a kid. And even if it sucks when we don't put it on the record, it'll be worth every penny just to pretend that we're in Pink Floyd for two days. And that was, that was the thinking. I'm like, fuck it, let's do that. And force the rest of the band in on it. Right on. Now, Marty, I've got, I've got to tell you, um, after I heard uh, Bury Me With My Guns, I decided from that point I wanted to I wanted to hear more I want to hear what else Boba Flex has, so I just picked a random song, and once again I was totally fucking blown away. Oh yeah, um, I'm glad you're dead. <laughs> nope, nope, not that one. I just I just picked one randomly, and it turned out to be you don't want to know. I love, oh shit! I love that song. Absolutely love Thank that you. song. Yeah, should tell Thank us. Thank you so much. Absolutely, I'm going to cue that song here in a couple of minutes. But before I do, want you to tell us uh, the background on that song. Okay, so when you're in a rock band and you're single and on the road, not so much in the beginning because you're 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 not doing as well as you think you are. But you know, start to hit your stride and. And people start showing up to the show, and girls start showing up to the show, and girls start thinking you're cool, and then you do the rock band thing, and, and if you know what I mean. And then one day you decide, 
but okay, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to, when I come home, I want to have somebody that, you know, I can talk to at nighttime or when I'm on the road, somebody I can call at night and, and that I, you know, you want to be in love and you want to kind of have that relationship. Well, all the stuff that you did before, it depends on what kind of girlfriend you got or what kind of partner you got, but they usually want to know a bunch of shit about what you did before you met them. <laughs> and it's sometimes they're cool and sometimes it doesn't work out and they can't, you just, that's the whole point of that song. You don't want to have any, I don't want to know what you did before we got together. I, you definitely don't want to know what I did before we got together. So just, let's just keep that in the past. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> I like that analogy. Good analogy. Very good analogy. That's the way I've always been. I don't want to hear about your ex-boyfriend. Don't want to know. Nothing. Don't want to, don't want to know about it. Yep. Okay. Because I, you know what I mean? If we're going to sit down and talk about the things I've done in my past, and I, I don't want Yeah, just let it go. <laughs> you don't want to know. So basically, fuck the past. Let's focus on the present. Right. 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 Don't worry about it things I've done. Um, this is a new leaf starting over. There you go. <laughs> All right. Without any further ado, I want to go ahead and cue You Don't Want to Know.
Gentlemen, we are back, joined by Marty McCoy of Boba Flex. And uh, Derek, do you think uh, you can hit him with the next stumper? I think I can. I think I can. I think I can, just like Thomas the Train always said. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. <laughs> but, but Billy, I mean, is it, before I, uh, you know, ask the stumper, I just wanted to say, you know, this is freaking awesome. You know, Billy, a couple years ago, you sent me this stuff from Bulbaflex, and now two years later, we talked about getting these guys on for an interview, and now we're actually talking to them on our two-year anniversary of Outlaw Radio. This is fucking amazing. That is awesome. Oh hell yeah! Two years, you're still in the honeymoon phase. <laughs> it's as bad off as it comes. I am actually it's, it's like we were just saying earlier. Whatever you guys did before this. Two years ago, don't bring it up to each other. That you don't want to know. Just leave it in the back. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. Oh man, I'm surprised Billy hasn't killed me for all the old jokes I've been spouting. <laughs> well, like well, I, it'll happen to all of us. Well, like I like I keep telling him, talk to me when you hit puberty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, like I said I was I was a young man once. Turned around and I was. Insurance went down. Like, oh shit! <laughs> All right, now my stumper is now. Now Marty, now the band Boba Flex. You guys put out an uh, amazing record. You guys are going on tour, which evidently you will be putting out a record anyway. So this kind of kind of can go parallel with what you're doing now. You put out the record, it goes big. You're on tour, going into all of the United States and into Canada and Mexico as well. So a little international flavor there. You have four, you are on, on tour and you have three opening slots ahead of you. Who would you choose to open for you on this tour and why? It can be anybody past or present. Any genre you Artifice. want. Artifice, good friends of mine, amazing band, going to be big. People love them. Uh, Wayland, amazing band, kick-ass rock band, dear friends of mine, kind of can't live without them. Royal Bliss from Salt Lake City. They're like family. Can't live without them. They all three have their own draw. They all three are amazing bands, and I've done tours with them, become very close with all three of those bands, every member and every crew member. And it would just be so much fun, and I think those amongst ourselves and those three other bands, I mean, there's a lot more out there, but those are the ones that come to mind right now, are the ones that are leading the new independent rock and roll musician, not the, you know, not the heavy metal, not the the you know the stuff that that's on the radio and 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 it's like the new underground and it's straight rock and roll bands. You know, like, and I love those bands. And you know Waylon and you know Artifice, I'm sure. 
Um, and Royal Bliss is, oh my God, I that do. band, I can't believe they're not hugely famous and, and flying around in jet planes and not allowed to look, look them in the eye when they're eating and shit, or their security will smash you. They're just so good. Um, but there's that, there's that thing that's going on that, that, you know, it's not old school rock. It's got a new twinge to it, and, but it's rock and roll and guitar solos and not, you know, metal. It's, it's like, it's got a, it's got the throwback to it. And, and it's, you know, bands like Rival Sons and, and stuff like that, where it's like the 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s are all kind of melding together into this new rock that, and these bands are leading the way, I think. Yeah, I actually, I actually agree with you. Um, I've actually spent some time with, uh, with, with Artifice. Um, Scotty is one hell of a singer. He's, he's, he's just oh, badass. Um, he was taught drum. Um, he was a drum instructor for years. I mean, he's got... He's got loads of knowledge when it comes to music and, and arrangements and singing and writing. He's a great dude. Yeah, he re- he really is. Um, and I know I know Royal Bliss too. Um, one of yeah, the, one of my favorite songs is uh, is Cry Sister. Oh um, God! Yeah, yeah. I remember when they came out with that song. I was like, oh shit, here it's about to be on. Have you guys seen Waylon? I've never I heard actually of had. I'm sorry, we collided. So <laughs> sorry about yeah. that. I want to mention one other thing too. I mean, Royal Bliss—they're—they're they're, uh, based out of Salt Lake City. Everybody knows that, but a yep. lot of people don't know is that they're actually right here from the Magic Valley in Idaho. They're from Jerome, Idaho, uh, originally. And I had the honor—I had the honor of seeing them. At Western Days here in Twin Falls two weeks ago. Uh-huh. They're so good. And I I talked to Neil about an interview here on Outlaw Radio, and he said no problem. So uh, Neil, if you're listening, check your email and let's get this thing set up. Yeah, he, he's a good dude. Like those guys at Royal Bliss, we we met them. I, I, somebody hooked us up on a tour together and it was a really long tour. I mean, it was like a two and a half, three month tour. We didn't know him from Adam and we instantly first day, everybody hit it off perfectly. And they, and it was just like this crazy thing for two and a half months. And, and we had this got so close. We were like family. And then we started just, you know, let's do it again. Let's do it again. So those guys are super close if you don't bring your A game, and even if you do bring your A game, you know, they're going to come to the stage and rough your ass up. <laughs> and it, you know what I mean? It's, they're on a level that you better be on fire. If you even want to come close to playing and kicking an ass as much as those guys do every single night on stage. So that's a band that we, you know, we're absolutely in love with and, and feel like they're our brothers. And, and you know what I mean? I'm being on tour. It was like, Every single one of them, all the way down to their crew, they were just the greatest people and became so close to us. And they're a phenomenal band. Right on, right on. What is it? Hang on. Oh, shit, I got to play guitar, fellas. <laughs> okay, so it's time to wrap it up. <laughs> Glad you're dead. You said if I mentioned it, you had to play it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be uh, playing that one in the set here, but... Uh, I I had uh, one more question uh, before uh, wrapping it up. Yes, sir. And um, that is uh, touching on uh, Derek's question there. Um, Talking about uh, touring globally, 
outside of the, the United States, or it can be within the United States, but uh, any place globally that you would like to have Boba Flex play, uh, what's that? Oh, God, we're trying to go to Europe so bad. I mean, I want to go to Germany to play so bad. I want to go to Sweden. I want to go anywhere. I, I want to get on a plane and go anywhere and play, but, you know, in the U.K. or in just anywhere, Scotland, anywhere. So, just rock and roll is alive and well. Like in the United States, it's like the Midwest is where rock and roll is oh, the strongest. Oh yeah, I know, I know. I just and then moved- Europe is like you know Europe is like even crazier. And all my friends that have been to Europe have come back or been to Russia or anywhere. Like they go fucking crazy for rock and roll. They still buy CDs. They still buy merch. You know, there's 70,000 people on a Sunday night in a place to see a band you've never fucking heard of. Like you have to go to Europe. You have to go to Germany. You got to go to all these places, and you know, even buy a hooker in Germany. That's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Not that I would. <laughs> Not that I would, but that's pretty, pretty cool. We got to go somewhere where that's just cool and no one cares. I mean, it's got to be a fun time, right? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> all right. Well, I I know you got to get to get back to what you're doing and. <laughs> Look, my bass player's like, well, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, sorry, shit. <laughs> to, uh, b- before, uh, before you go, uh, if you could please uh, give Boba Flex a plug. Tell the listeners where they can find you on social media, if you have a website, if you have your music on Spotify, Reverb Nation, all that good shit. It is everywhere. Uh, Spotify. Uh, the official BobaFlex.com is our website, which is, has all the tour dates, and that's really easy to find. Our Facebook page, um, we're the one with the blue check mark by our name. There's a couple other ones out there. Uh, we're everywhere. Spotify, you can get us on iTunes, you can get us on Google Play, um, turn on the radio. People play it on there sometimes. That's pretty cool. <laughs> we're everywhere. YouTube, come check us out, B-O-B-A-F-L-E-X. Promise uh, you, you won't be disappointed. Uh, I know I wasn't. <laughs> so, thank you. I want to thank you very much for your time out of your busy schedule. Best of luck to you in your future endeavors, and I look forward to seeing you here in Jerome. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate you guys thinking about our band, and, and I know a couple of you. I hear that British accent back there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's uh, that's that's uh, that's all fake. Remember, I'm Mexican. I thought you were Australian. <laughs> You son of a bitch. <laughs> I had to do uh, it. I had to do it. Yes, you did. You did. <laughs> oh, October 8th, one of the bands I'd like to take on tour with the Australians, uh, good friends of ours. They were toured with us and Royal Bliss and a lot of us, and, and they're a straight-up rock band from Australia. They're here right now in the States, and they are fucking awesome and great guys, great songwriters. That would be another band I would take out all right. Yeah, I've, I'll have to check them out, too. What are they called again? October Rage. The Aussies are coming. Oh, right on. The Aussies. Sorry, not the Aussies. That'd be uh, a bunch uh, of mumbling dudes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Marty. All right, Jimmy. Jimmy's giving me the stink eye. i got to go play yeah. guitar. Hey, guys, I love you very much. Thank you so much for having me on. i got to jump off. Oh. Uh, call me anytime. Absolutely. Thank you very much for your time. All right. Later, guys. All right, with that said, we're going to hit our first music break. We have five songs coming up by Boba Flex. Coming up, we've got the pain train Dave Mazzani. He's going to be talking to us. 
And later on, we have a special guest that you do not want to miss. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. You're listening to Outlaw Radio with Chris Master, Derek Stark, and Bad Billy. Where if you don't agree with our opinions, then fuck your mother. Mama, don't take my drugs away. While eating it, you accidentally bite into the paper cupcake holder, 
turning that delicious cupcake into... Well, we have the solution for you. New from the Stereotus Particles Food Labs, Weasel School, and UXW Bill's Kitchen, it's edible cupcake holders. Now you never have to worry about tasting paper again. Just mix in the edible cupcake holder powder in with your cupcakes, put it in the oven with the cupcakes, and in 45 minutes, you will have either a tasty cupcake and holder. Ooh, that was tasty. Or just a big mess, and you'll have to go back to using paper holders and lift the fur head all over again. <laughs> it's edible cupcake holders. Now available from Stereo Dust Particles for only $19.99 a box. And available over the most of these SCP locations nationwide. Yeah. <laughs> 
Broadcasting awaits you. If you've ever dreamed of being a radio disc jockey, newscaster, sportscaster, or production director, this is one of those rare times in history where positive change is waiting for you. American Broadcasting School Incorporated, one of the most successful and best-known broadcasting institutions of its kind, presents your window of opportunity now. Now, you can train in fully equipped broadcast studios with instructors evaluating your on-air assignments as you do them. Plus, there's job placement assistance upon graduation. This is a nationally accredited institution that's ready to help you take your first steps into your new future. There has never been a more exciting time to be in the world of broadcasting. And financial aid is available for those who qualify. American Broadcasting School, the number one way of entering broadcasting for over 33 years. You're just a phone call away from the career you've always dreamed of. Hey there, if you love your rock and talk, raw, uncut, unfiltered, uncensored, and unspecified, check out the Jay and Brody Show with hosts Jay and Brody Z. Every Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Asgard Radio and replayed every Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Hard Rock Radio Network. Two average Joes get together, drink up, engage in witty banter and talking, and play the best in 80s, 90s, and 2000s metal, grunge, new wave, punk ska, and alternative music. 
anything goes. You can also listen on demand and contact the show at jbrodyshow.com. Some material may not be suitable for children under 18. The Jay and Brody Show. What more needs to be said? Ladies and gentlemen, live from some city in South Africa, let's battle! On July 8th, two giants are set to collide for the ultimate prize, the EFC Heavyweight Championship of the World. champion Andrew Fonseo will defend his title against the undefeated monster Vessel Monster plus the DRC Destroyer Champion Dolce defends his light heavyweight title against the French KO Machine Alain Badou EFC 61 8 July Sun City Tickets and broadcast information at EFCWorldwide.com Hey Chicago Mixed martial arts, professional wrestling, 
Yeah, you're right. I do I do wear a lot of hats in this life right now. And so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how I manage, but all I know is the Rolling Stone gathers no moss. And uh, I'm trying to get every piece out of this life I can. So, um, And also, you know, I'm trying to gain as much experience as possible because you can't fight forever uh, as much as I want to put. And I do. I put everything into my fighting. I and mean, that's my main focus. That's That goes first priority. I won't, I won't do a Naga tournament if I have a fight coming up. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's like I, there's life after fighting. And I, I, hopefully when I get done one day, um, I'll have stuff set up to, to have, a, have a fruitful future in something, hopefully in the fitness field or whatever, you know. Absolutely. I'm, Derek, I know you have a question. Yeah. Now, Dave, now your nickname is the – Pain train. Uh, how did you uh, come up with a name like that? And have you used that nickname in professional wrestling? And how has the crowd reacted? Yeah. Um, well, so I, I was a collegiate track and field athlete, and uh, one of the things that happened a lot, and uh, one thing that happened. Oh shoot! Hold on. Khalil Roundtree is. I'm on a podcast right now. Say, say hey, Khalil. Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? Khalil Roundtree is a guy hey. who. Uh, he used to train with the at one fight team, and he uh, now he's in the UFC, was on the Ultimate Fighter. Um, oh, hell yeah. Punched, yeah, me and him punch each other in the face a lot. So, um, punch our way to success. Yeah, that's, that's how we do. So, good to see you, buddy. <laughs> but anyway, he's going to go watch the show. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so <laughs> um, there I was. I, uh, so I was in collegiate, running collegiate track and field. I... Um, we would run lactic threshold workouts, and I would always vomit. You know, like about once a week, I'd probably vomit from a workout just because I'm, I'm, like I'm like a dog. You know, I'll run to myself until I puke. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's this Terry Tate office linebacker commercial for Reebok. You can look it up on the Internet. It was really funny. This guy was a football linebacker, and he sort of ma- regulated the office with all these cubicles, and he'd be tack- tackling – um, the office guys, and, hey, you're late, Leonard. What are you doing? And you tackle them. But there's one part in it when he goes, the pain train's coming, the pain train coming. And they thought, everybody, we all thought that was hilarious. And so when I would vomit in the trash cans at, at track meets or in practice, everybody like, oh, my God, the pain train, you know, because it was really painful because I was a very loud puker. Um, so that carried over <laughs> through track and field. And then, like, when I started fighting, I was like, ah, I might as well be the pain train because that's what people like started. They called me that. And then, so that, so it's kind of funny how it just carried over. I, I didn't really make it up. I Reebok made it up funny enough. Now that they're sponsoring a UFC, they're in the MMA game. But back then they were nothing close to it. Um, and uh, in pro wrestling, I'm Dave, the pain train Mazzani. I, I, I am basically an extension of myself, much like somebody like Ken Shamrock, Dan Severin, Tank Abbott, um, Kazushi Sakuraba, a uh, lot, lot of workers, Brock Lesnar, a lot of workers, slash MMA fighters are themselves. So I'm just myself, but I turn my personality up to 11. And uh, so I'm Dave the Pain Train Mazzani, and the crowd loves it. Um, when I hold up the Iron Claw, they chant Pain Train, Pain Train, you know. So uh, it, I get a decent reaction. I'm, 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 I'm a baby face, so... So they they enjoy uh, they enjoy the pain train right now. So hopefully I don't make a heel tar- turn anytime soon because I I like being the the baby face right now. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. 
Uh, one thing I definitely want to mention, you know, uh, out in South Africa, you are loved out there. Unlike uh, the other uh, for- champion from England, Yannick Bahati, who is not in favor with the fans out there, what do you think you do differently that than uh, what Yannick does in order to make the um, fans out there love you? I don't. I don't. I guess I've never really studied what Yannick does, but I, I have seen other foreigners not really, um, not, not not really. They don't take to foreigners very well, and, and it's really hard to get over in in a foreign country. Um, I, I think at the end of the day, I'm myself. And I think I, I send out a different vibe than most mixed martial arts fighters. The the issue that I see is people think that you have to be a tough guy to be over with the fans, you know. But but you know, the, all you can be is yourself at the end. I'm doing a podcast, <laughs> yeah. So my teammates got Bryce over here. Um, but like you got to be yourself. At the end of the day, you have to be yourself. People read through phoniness. They read through you being a, a tough guy. And if, if you're a fo- you know, and if you are just a, a, a tough guy, say you're like a Diaz or or a McGregor, I think that's their authentic personalities. Um, but I'm a very likable guy. I'm approachable. Um, I, I work I work with kids. I work with uh, you know I, I did a lot of work with Never Give Up Behavioral Health Services, which is I work with kids with ADHD and behavioral disorders. Um, I work personal training with. Uh, different individuals like basically counsel people through weight loss and and uh and stuff like that so i'm always a person i've, I've always been a coach i was a, i was a varsity coach growing up so i'm an empathetic guy who likes to help other people and um and i, I want to and, and and my whole goal with mixed martial arts and the goal with, with what i do is you know i want to send out a message to people and i want to send out a positive message even though we're fighting each other we can have a positive impact on the world so just this, this, the fact that, uh, you know, the fact that I am in South Africa, I've, I've held a title over there and I've gotten this far, um, it's, it work, works it, it is amazing because I wasn't supposed to, I was a distance runner in college. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm short. I'm, I'm not that athletic. All the athletic, uh, athleticism that I, oh, that's okay. All the athleticism that I have, I've acquired through training and hard work. It's not, you know, my parents, they, they support me, but it's not like they, uh, they, they pay for my training. They encourage stuff. They aren't looking for coaches for me. Um, I'm doing it all on my own, you know. So just the fact that I'm this far, um, I think, says a lot. So I, I think maybe they see my positiveness. Maybe they see my genuine interest in sending out um, good things into the world, uh, and maybe they appreciate it. Um, I know in, in the United States it took a while for the the average person to see that a fighter could be a a, a, a a fun person to be around as opposed to a t- cocky tough guy, you know. So I, I think hopefully I'm sending that message and showing, hey man, I I uh, I'm, I'm a guy. I'm just a guy in the world, man. Looks like my buddy Cody Hancock, um, crash test Cody says, I'm just a guy in the world, man. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Chris, you've been waiting a while. I'm sorry, but Yeah, I was about to say, dude, I need to remind your because I know you're real old and need uh, help uh, find. Here we go again with that. <laughs> uh, first off, Dave, thanks for coming on the show. Um what is your favorite um this is sort of a two-part question. What is your favorite storyline 
that you've been involved in as far as professional wrestling goes, and what yeah. was your and uh, what is your what was your favorite storyline from like ECW, WCW, WWE, um, other uh, organizations? That's a good one. Um, my favorite one personally is when I was going against the um, Silas Mason and his tag team partner, um, uh, Devin Dixon. So uh, they have this gimmick where they're kind of like redneck honky-tonk, um, you know, guys with mullets, and they drink PBRs, and they're sort of like these uh, – but they, they have a very, like, wild, fun personality. Um, and so we basically went went for a while. And w- one thing I liked about that is we, we sent videos back and forth and were posting them, and we kept on having rebuttaling videos. Like, I was smashing beers and lifting kettlebells, and, and they were like – uh, try, you know, throwing, you know, cutting promos in Del Taco while, you know, talking about how they have the best diet ever but while eating Del Taco. And it was a really fun, that was a really fun, like, internet buildup. But I guess, like, if I was going to say the number one best buildup was um, when we built up to a mixed tag match with me and my sister versus um, my sister Gina Danger Mazzani, who's in the UFC now. Um, it was her very, this was her pro wrestling debut, um, but there's this guy, uh, Bugatti, and he has a, a he has his assistant, his girlfriend, Maserati, is on the side, and um, we had a great mixed tag match with me and him versus my, uh, me and my sister, and, you know, my sister threw a German suplex um, to, to protect me one time, and she was over as fuck, like, right away, just one German suplex, she was more over than her brother. And, uh, you know, we finished the mat, we finished the feud with a double iron claw, double German suplex. It's beautiful. Um, if you guys want to see it, I could send you the link sometime. It's, we have it all on YouTube. And it, that was yeah, fun. Definitely. Um, I've, I've um, seen that match, yes, most definitely. One, <laughs> see that one? Yeah, it was, it, the build-up to that was great. That was when I really realized how primitive pro wrestling fans were. I remember um, Maserati coming in. Well, uh, I got I gotta hug my friend Carrie here real quick. How are you? Good. How are you? <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good to see you. Um, but that, I, I remember one. I was gonna claw Maserati. I remember hearing the whole crowd chanting "claw, claw, claw" because I was doing the whole look at the crowd. Should I claw this female? And everybody wanted me to claw her face. I was like, wow, you guys want me to beat up this, like, 115-pound woman. But um, <laughs> my my favorite angle, my favorite angle was the whole, uh, I guess everybody's up there. Yeah. Uh, my favorite angle was when Mick Foley turned on the crowd. I, I think it was an EC, was it an ECW. Remember when he was, like, talking about how he's hardcore and he wouldn't, uh, he wasn't going to do hardcore stuff anymore. And he'd basically, yeah. his matches turned into headlocks because he refused, he's like, you know, hey, you fans don't, you know, appreciate how much I do for this little pay I get. And, you know, you know, basically talking about, he puts his body on the line for your entertainment and you guys really don't respect what I do. Um, I don't know why that whole angle resonated with me. And it, I guess it was like basically Mick Foley versus the crowd. And that's the angle I saw. And, there's a big part of me that, that, that is kind of funny that I, I, I look at society and MMA fighters, I mean, we do it for our, we do it for ourselves ultimately, but when people come watch an event, 
we're putting our bodies on the line. Um, there was a fire just recently. I'm sure you guys have seen it on Facebook. Who uh, is brain dead right now and probably not going to make it uh, after a fight? What was his name? Was it Tim something? Uh, Tim Hag. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. So like another potential death in you in, in, in mixed martial art. Well, I guess it was a boxing match ultimately that put him out. But um, and I, I know a lot of fighters who who suffered severe brain trauma. And, you know, they're uh, slurring. They don't remember things. They're getting really depressed. You know, Gary Goodrich is an example of that, you know, has really gone oh, public yeah. with stuff. So it's kind of funny because there is a part of me that does kind of want to make that heel turn as a shoot, you know, not just only as a work, but maybe even as a shoot. There's a part of me that's like, hey, man, maybe one day I'll turn on the crowd like McFoley did, you know, it, you know, if I – but. I mean, at the end of the day, I do feel respect. South Africa, honestly, has made me uh, – I've, I've been brightened up by it. You know, like I've been brightened up by mixed martial arts because I've had such a warm reception there, and it really keeps me going. But, uh, yeah, mixed, that, that whole turn with Mick Foley was, was, for some reason, resonated with me really well, and I love it. <laughs> uh, Derek, I know you got another one. Yep. Dave, now uh, – now, you brought up Ken Shamrock. Uh, you like Ken Shamrock, uh, Dan the Beast Severn, uh, Brock Lesnar, CM Punk. You're in that two sport kind of thing where you both went into, where you all went into mixed martial arts and professional wrestling. Now, right. when you get into the brain, say professional wrestling or, yeah, you know, mixed martial arts, whatever, whichever it may be, uh, has your opponents that you've gone up against have they underestimated you or overestimated you? And mixed martial arts because of uh, for wrestling. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think they. Uh, I think. I mean, I have so many. I mean, if you look at how many fights I've had and who I have fought and what I've done, if you've done any type of research at all, you have to respect what I've done, um, regardless mm-hmm. of my professional wrestling background or not. Um, maybe, maybe they might start. Maybe they might respect the fact that you know. Um, I can entertain a crowd and stuff like that and, and uh, maybe work a microphone a little better than the average guy. Um, I definitely <laughs> couldn't handle the, the shit talking of like somebody like McGregor, but I think most people, you know, I, I do my best to shut it down because I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to sit there and jaw jack and, and, and be, I'm going to beat you up. No, I'm going to beat you up. Well, look, motherfucker, that's what we're doing a fight for is to uh, figure out who can beat each other up. So stop talking about it. Let's fucking be about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and <laughs> you know, I, I do the I do the shit talking in uh, pro wrestling because like, it's fun, it's silly or whatever. You know, I can put over a, an MMA match without you know trying to degrade my opponent and tell them how much better I am because um, fight night is the day that you're supposed to figure out and actually degrade your opponent and make you put yourself over that way. You know what I mean? I don't know if that answered the question or not. <laughs> You know, though, there was something you said at the press conference there uh, after uh, your first fight with uh, Leon Maynard you, that I really liked. And, and it wasn't shit talking or anything like that. You just said, uh, if you want me to stand with you, you got to earn the right for me to stand with you. Otherwise, I'm taking your ass down. Yep. I love yeah. that. No. Yeah. It, it, and it's so true. Uh, like, I, I, I love how, like, uh, you know, you're in a mixed martial arts fight. 
and they expect the takedown not to be a thing. Like the crowd, like, well, yeah, because there was a, the, 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 when some of that happened, the reason why I said that is because somebody from the crowd said, hey, why don't, why don't you give the crowd what they want and stand and bang with Mainhart? And it's like, hey, if there's an opponent with his left hand all the way down to his waist, are you not going to hit him with your right overhand, your overhand right? Like, if he gives you a shot, are you not going to take it? You know, so if, so if he gives me a takedown, if he gives me a submission, I'm not going to avoid it, you know. Um, it's, it's, it's silly. Um, I, give, I give the crowd what I want, what they want. I come in on weight. I fight. I, I work my ass off. I sacrifice, you know, every, like so much of my personal life to train, and I do my very best every time I step into that cage. Um, whether it's my best performance or not, I guarantee you I did everything I could to prepare for that fight, you know. Yes, absolutely. I'll, uh, it's about all the questions we have because we definitely have to move on, and I know you want to get into the event. But, uh, Dave, I want to thank you very much for your time here on the show. I want to wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. And before uh, you, you go in there, why don't you give yourself a plug? Where can the fines fan you? Where can the fines the, the no, fans? My, the fans. Where can the fans find me? <laughs> yes, uh, yes. Okay, bring on the old jokes, you you guys. I know they're coming. <laughs> God damn yeah, it, Billy. I, do we need to get you some... Um, Geritol? What no. What is it that I'm looking for, Derek? I, I don't know. If I was sponsored by Onnit, I would say Alpha Brain. But, you know, I'm not, so I, I can't say that yet. <laughs> but my sister right. my sister got a, got a good plug from... My sister got sponsored by Onnit, so maybe I could say that. Get some cognitive health. Get some Alpha Brain. Um, <laughs> but... Hey, um, yeah, if you guys want to follow me, please, 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 please follow me at Mazani MMA, M-A-Z-A-N-Y M-M-A, at Mazani MMA on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I always try to do my best to reply to my fans and, and, and reply to the comments and everything. So please follow me on uh, at Mazani MMA at Dave the Pain Train Mazani fan page on, uh, on Facebook. Um, if, if I don't, if you go to my personal page, I try to keep that for my close friends and family and people here in Vegas, um, that, you know, are for pro wrestling, but, uh, you know, uh, find my fan page. I, I'm responsive on that as well. And I usually post every, most things on that as well as my personal one. So, um, at Mazzani MMA and Dave, the pain train Mazzani and facebook.com. All right, Dave, thank you very much for your time. Best of luck to you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. We'll, we'll catch you guys down the road. Absolutely. Take care. All right. Later. Man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Dave, the pain train Mazzani, and we got a special guest coming in that uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, you two have been eagerly waiting for, right? Yeah. By the way, Billy. Yes. I'm going to try and get you these clips here. <laughs> well, because can... we played some of them on our first anniversary show, but I, but they, but some of these are so good, I think they need to be heard again. Oh yeah, we'll get to. We'll, we're definitely going to get to them. I mean, the, the show is going to go a little bit longer than normal, of course, it being the anniversary awesome. show. Anniversary awesome. of my amazingness. <laughs> well, right. um, I I would be sending them to you right now, but they're transferring because me being a dumbass. I exported them in WAVE and not MP3. So I am a... Uh, 
All right. And our 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 other special special guest is on the line now. Monica. Hello, how are darlings. You? Hello, darlings. How are you? We're hey, we're doing good. Oh, Derek is speechless. Uh oh. Well, that's always a good thing. They better be speechless because, uh, well, there's only a couple of reasons why you should be speechless because you're having great sex or, you know, you're having more great sex. (laughs) But I got to say, your voice, I mean, I have a girlfriend now, but I got to say, your voice is sexy. (laughs) Well, thank you, darling. Thank you very, very much. So what's going on over in in your neck of the woods over there? Oh, beautiful weather. Uh, <laughs> you sound a little out of breath. You all right? Yeah, okay. I'm fine. Am I giving y'all a hard time already? I don't mean I think no. this is the most excitement that Billy has had all week. I think that's why you're <laughs> special. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just old. I'm just old, that's all. <laughs> All right. So, Monica, for those that don't know who Monica Ruiz is, want to uh, break it down and let the listeners know. Well, all right. Well, I am Monica Lee. I am a psychic medium. I am also a relationship and intimacy coach. I am a sex educator. I'm a writer. I write erotica and uh, dating etiquette and um, books on love and relationships and sex and all that good stuff. And I'm also a certified Tantra practitioner, so I teach people Tantra and orgasmic meditation. And um, I'm also the creator and host of Front Porch Sex Talk with Monica Lee. Interesting. Very interesting indeed. And of course, for uh, for people that uh, are not familiar at all with uh, Tantra, which I've heard about it before, and uh, if you can master Tantra, you you are a master in the bedroom. But uh, what exactly is it for those that aren't familiar? <laughs> well, you know, a lot of people they'll Google. Tantra and they I mean you can Tantra is an awakening awakening of your sexual energy. We are being human beings with sexual energy coursing through our veins. And when that becomes when we have that energy awakened, you're powerful. It's limitless. There's no boundaries on anything. And you can channel that and a lot of people think, Oh, well, that's all you talk about is sex. Yes. But you can channel that sexual energy into every other part of your life. And there's many different forms of Tantra. There, you know, you can Google it and you'll see the first thing that comes up is Sting having a 45-minute, four, you know, four-hour, seven-hour orgasm. Yes, that's quite possible. I have clients that, that have gotten to that point where they have that full-body, whole-body orgasm. Um, some people use Tantra in the name of yoga. Um, some people use Tantra... Um, in the name of, you know, for polyamorous, you know, they're, they're polyamorous in their, you know, in other certain groups. And you have Tantra in the name of healing, which is what I do. I 
promote healing body, mind, and soul and awakening that energy. I help uh, men get off the little blue pill. I help women who have issues with their libido. Um, I help, you know, people with sexual dysfunctions and sexual issues. Um, I help couples who have disconnected intimately, and I teach them how to reconnect and take their bedroom relationship to a whole other level on a deeper connection to where ye, the world has literally stopped the orgasmic, you're touching the orgasmic clouds and it's just wave after wave after wave of pure orgasmic bliss that follows into your, to the other parts of your life. And uh, let me ask you this, uh, as far as you take, you take somebody who's older than me, um, you know, having isn't problems. many people, by the way. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, 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 how old are you, darling? 42. Okay. I'm older than you. There's oh, hope for you, darling. There's hope for you. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> so, now, this question, though, can apply to people who are even younger, but mm-hmm. uh, for those that have... Uh, have problems with things like arthritis. And I, I don't want to say arthritis is a disease. It's just <clears> a condition, and it can be dealt with. But right. uh, overall, uh, this positive energy that you can release can even relieve some of that pain like that, right? Yes. yes. Sex, I mean, when people think of orgasms, they think of male ejaculation. Or they think of the woman rolling her head, her eyes back in her head and pulling the sheets off. Yes, that's all great and dandy, but orgasms are energy. And that is the fire within your body that can create a whole snowball effects of wonderful things. It creates, it, it, it opens up that channel for so many different endorphins to course through your blood, you know, through your veins. And one of them is oxytocin. The other, and, and all of these endorphins can um, heal the body if you allow it to and you're open to it. Um, so whenever I hear that excuse, my wife doesn't like to have sex because she's got a headache, oh, fuck that. Oh, I'm sorry, can I say that? But anyway. Um, <laughs> yes, you can. Fuck yeah, you can say that. Well, fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. I don't believe in headaches because having an orgasm will give you more relief for that headache than downing two Tylenols. You know what? It feels feels so much fucking better, too. You know, Chris Derrick, now you remember almost two years ago when we had Layla on the show calling in from the bar naked. She t- she talked about that, too, is when she has a migraine, the best remedy is, is not sex, definitely not rough sex, but lovemaking is her remedy yes. for it. Yes, because you're, you're having these endorphins released, and it... You know, it helps alleviate depression. It helps. That's why, you know, I encourage people to have morning sex because it is better than a cup of coffee. And the best thing, here's here's this, and this always freaks people to fuck out. The best thing for a hangover is sex. 
It is the best cure for a hangover. I'm not telling you to go and practice your Cirque du Soleil acrobatic sex moves. No, you want to, you want that girl to climb on top, climb you like a tree and bear down and squeeze on you with, you know, with you in between her thighs and just to sit there and just feel you penetrate her and just be present, you know, and that starts to release all of those wonderful endorphins and it literally starts to heal your body better than a Bloody Mary and whatever else you want. I mean, people are like, really? I'm like, I don't encourage oral sex because the last thing, if you're nauseated, you want to do is be down on someone and, you know, you throw up because that's not cute, not cute at all. No. No, I, I don't think uh, <laughs> that, that would be a very pretty <laughs> right. Hey, Bill, I, I got a Nothing, nothing like having, nothing like going down on your partner and then being covered, getting covered in vomit. Don't ruin the vibe. Don't ruin the vibe. So, yeah, girlfriends, climb on top. Climb your man like a tree, honey. And, and, you know, those little slow pulsing movements. You know, a lot of people think, too, faster and harder is better. No, darlings. No, slow it down. Because when you slow it down, it's almost like you're teasing your partner, you know? And... It just increases everything, and it's like that anticipation. And it's like, oh yeah, I'm, 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 it's, it's going to be huge. It's like, you know, from Sanford and Son when he grabs his chest and he's like, Elizabeth, it's a big one. I'm coming for you. You know, it's that big O that's just going to happen. <laughs> uh, so as long as you didn't, say, yeah, as long as you didn't say, uh, you big dummy. <laughs> you know. <what> <laughs> Or she doesn't slap you because you know dick will make you slap someone. <laughs> when it's good, you just reach down and slap them because you don't want nobody else to have it. <laughs> now, that just reminds me. There, I'll never forget that episode of uh, Sanford and Son when Fred left and uh, he left. Uh, he left his friend in charge, and Lamont brought his girlfriend over, and the man comes in and says, "No orgies in the house." it's you know a lot of people just uh i get so upset because people make sex so difficult and it's not sex is beautiful sex is fun it's fabulous and if people just let themselves go for a minute, you know, get past the whole slut shaming, which there's no, shouldn't be no such thing as, you know, just some people like sex more than others. Don't judge me because I like to eat chocolate cake, you know, (laughs) how wrong is it that I like to have, you know, chocolate cake after I have great sex? I mean, God forbid. I mean, it's like horrible for me to want to have pleasure, but you know, there, there are people out there who genuinely suffer from, a lack of sex because they're afraid to say, I fucking like sex. Or women out there who are afraid to tell their spouses, their boyfriends, significant others, whatever, I like sex. I like the way your cock feels in me. Because they're afraid it's gonna they're gonna have to do it more often. And it it's I'm like they they use sex as a weapon almost. 
I'm mad at you, no sex. Well, honey, that's fine because you're only punishing yourself. I I, mad or not, it's like I say, fuck, don't fight. I don't want to fight with you. I just want to fuck. And we'll, <laughs> we'll make love after we fuck because we're just going to have angry sex right now and fuck until I start to get over what I was angry about or you get over what you were angry about and then you make love to me. I actually teach that in some of my classes. I teach them instead of um, in, in relationship building, how to not fight, but just fuck, don't fight. I actually have a T-shirt coming out that says hashtag fuck, don't fight. Uh, Derek, I know you've been waiting to say something or ask something. Well, no. <laughs> no fapping. Hey, now, I try to keep it professional, all right? What I do mm-hmm. after I'm off the air is pretty much my only business. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. But but now, Monica, now I, now, I got a curious question for you now. Now, now teenage boys, when they're around 13, 14, you know, they're getting into the whole masturbation thing. But now, mm-hmm. what I want to ask you is, how much of that is too much? Or is there such thing as too much masturbation? No. <clears throat> I knew it. No. There is no such thing as too much masturbation. What can happen? Hold on. Hold on. Hold hold the phone here. What can happen (laughs) is, what can happen is that sometimes you can get used to that feeling. And when you become, and when you're with a partner, say you're single and you're stroking one off, rubbing one out, you know, whatever you want to call it, darling. But when that happens and it becomes a routine for you and then you, ha- and it's done for a period of time and then you become involved with someone and you start having sex, sometimes it might be a little difficult for you to reach a climax because you're used to the way your hand feels to the way that pressure, you know exactly what feels good to you. So I tell people at that point, Hey, you've got somebody to mutually masturbate with you. Let her do it. Let her do it with her mouth. Let her do it with her hand. Let her climb on top and do it with, you know, with her Yoni, her 1st of July and the 4th of July. I say that a lot because growing up, my grandmother, bless her heart. She's not with us anymore, but she couldn't say vagina. She was just that proper. She didn't say vagina, she didn't pussy, nothing like that, nothing bad. She called it the 4th of July. And I was a tomboy. I was running all over the streets, riding my bike and roller skating because I went, you know, with my tube socks and my tube tops and, um, you know, put shorts under your dress and nobody sees your 4th of July. So if y'all hear me say 4th of July, it's just a habit. Um, So let her climb on top. Let her start to explore for you you know, what feels good again. And so you can become now reconditioned to another hand, to her mouth, to her body. Because although there is not no such thing as too much sex, there is no such thing as too much masturbation, it can become a routine. And you don't want that to happen. You want all options open. Because you never know when you might go out and see somebody you like. And, you know, it just happens. And you want to be there able you to... Go. You know, rise to the occasion. All right. Y'all okay over there? Yeah, I'm doing fine. (laughs) Heart attack yet. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Chris, you're awfully quiet. You haven't said anything. Uh, No, I've said a few things, but I mean, it's it's just been while we were all laughing or whatever. 
<laughs> I, I'm actually over here taking notes because my fiance is coming down here in a, about a week, so I'm I'm here taking notes on. Our, all right, do this. All right, don't do that. Okay, yeah, uh, let, let her. Yeah, I'm trying to educate myself. Uh, yeah, right on. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, well, Monica, I really want to thank you very much for your time here on the show. And uh, why don't you uh, once again uh, give yourself a plug? And, uh, yeah, thank you for joining the anniversary show and making it a little more interesting. <laughs> well, thank you for having me, darlings. I'm always, you know, up to uh, preach and teach about sexuality and sex because I want everybody to have great, mind-blowing I want everybody to hump with a purpose. Too many times now people just hump, and they're humping with no purpose. That's no fun. Hump with a purpose. (laughs) So you you can catch Front Porch Sex Talk with Monica Lee every Wednesday night on www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Front Porch Sex Talk with Monica Lee. And I go, it it gets archived. It's live. You can call in during the show, and I have all kinds of people calling in and asking how to give blowjobs and whatever. So I'm on air literally describing how to do this and the hand motions in the air (laughs) like they could see me or something. And, you know, all kinds of cool stuff. There you go. Call in. I dare you to call in. (laughs) But Uh you can also catch all the archives. All my past episodes on iTunes and Spreaker and Stitcher and TuneIn and Player FM. You can follow me on my Facebook page, Front Porch Sex Talk, with Monica Lee, Instagram and Twitter. I think I have Snapchat, but I still don't know how to do it. I keep having to instant message my niece, who's 12, and I'm like, how do I do this? I haven't figured it out yet. (laughs) All Um, right. Thank you again. It's been fun. I hope you all have amazing orgasms tonight and every day. <laughs> oh, man. Just, Don't forget, uh, just... ecstasy is your birthright, darlings. Ecstasy and pleasure are your there birthright. You go. Yeah, an <laughs> orgasm a day keeps the anger away. <laughs> Maybe an orgasm a day can keep the doctor away. That, too. <laughs> and, you know, for those people who suffer with arthritis and there are certain positions that you can that I teach and that I, I help couples with and individuals with. So it's not so taxing on their joints or, or whatever. Especially if you can do it in the water, even better. There you go. All right. Well we definitely gotta hit our first music or our next music set. Yeah. <laughs> And oh, Billy, awesome. be thankful I didn't be thankful what I just put in the chat. I didn't say on air. Be thankful. Oh God. Well, that's oh, God. no fun. Oh, no. Oh, you you asshole. You asshole. <laughs> Did I miss something? Am I supposed to know something? That's no. just it's an inside joke. That's all. Oh, all right. All right. Well, thank you so much, darlings, and I send y'all big hugs from Texas. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Y'all take Uh, care now. You too. Bye. All right. Bye bye. (laughs) That, I'd never heard you guys uh, so quiet before. (laughs) 
What the hell am I supposed to say? I'm a chronic masturbator. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I really, I, because a lot of what she said, I'm having trouble with. So you know, I mean, hell, she's answering all the questions I'm at, that I wanted to ask. There you go. So <laughs> I mean, and plus. I didn't want to get too out of line because um, I I haven't checked my messages recently. Okay, thank gosh she's not listening. I was um, I I I hope to God that my fiance wasn't listening to some of the stuff because she'd probably be like, "What the hell is he doing?" Yeah, well, I, I'm kind of happy that uh, my girlfriend Sophie, who I just recent just recently became official with, actually that was one of the announcements. I was going to make, but anyways, we're together, and I was hoping to God that she wasn't listening, because if she was listening, her mom and her dad would be listening as well. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And, Derek, you are officially awesome for posting what you just posted. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I dared him to post what he just posted in the chat. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was that was actually my face when I when I actually heard Monica's voice. I mean, I gotta say, her voice is sexy. That was my face too. I was like, "Holy yeah. shit!" Yeah. Anyway, we gotta get to our next music set because we got more stuff to get to. We still got news of the weird too. So, and I got some sexy ones too. All right. So coming up, we have Gina Giordano going to be followed by Jack Perrow. Monty Garrison, Psychosis, and Forever Still. We'll be back after this. Who in the hell fuck do you think you are? You're listening to Outlaw Radio with Chris Master, Derek Stark, and Bad Billy. Well, we are known as proper gentlemen because we always ask... Do you mind if I fart? You really know how to waste a Seattle. Don't you? You're abusing my fans. Hey! 
Canyon Feminine Hygiene Product Line, the all-new Coochie Cool Breeze Panties. That's right, panties with a built-in fan. My husband says it's like I closed the fish market and opened a flower shop. That's because you can buy the Coochie Cool Breeze Panties with scented fan blades. They come in four great scents, flower garden, fresh-baked cookies, chocolate mint, and the ever-popular fresh cherry. Turn on the fan for your man. Warning, please do not use this product during, well, you know, that time of the month. It can be scary. Unless it's Halloween. And then it's pretty cool. Some similar required. Batteries not included. At finer retailers everywhere. I eat these beats like vegetables I bring the street kids to 
Yeah, we all been lied to, badly misled. That old dreams drip downstream. There's new ones up ahead. Rich folks and cow scholars and fools, families with young ones just going to school. They all got their stories. They all feel the rain. Then we're all the same.
would you like to be on the air? Right now, a prestigious position in radio broadcasting can be yours with help from American Broadcasting School. There are a lot of career possibilities out there. Why just dream it? You can become a radio disc jockey, sportscaster, newscaster, or production director. American Broadcasting School, one of the best-known, nationally accredited broadcasting institutions of its kind, can teach you the skills to succeed. Best of all, you'll train from your home computer. Go live on your own internet radio station as instructors evaluate your on-air assignments. You'll receive all the instructional materials and software to get you started. Train from home, learn from home. It's that convenient. Plus, American Broadcasting School offers job placement assistance, so you can land the broadcasting career you deserve. ABS has helped thousands of graduates break into the field, and you're next. American Broadcasting School is the nation's number one way of entering broadcasting. Call 888-677-5227 or visit online at radioschoolonline.com. Took an oath to defend the Constitution of the United States of America. By some, he's been called controversial. He is the free American, Clay Douglas. Now, keep in mind that some of my guests have been approached by Homeland Security or FBI saying, why are you going on the Clay Douglas show? My message to those guys, if they're listening this morning, is good morning. Go get a cup of coffee. Maybe you'll learn something. Yeah, sit down. I've always invited you. I hope you come into my lecture, man. Now, you know, we, we both took the same oath to defend the Constitution against all enemies foreign and domestic. I don't recall there being an expiration date on that. Catch the Free American weekday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. For the podcast and more details, go to freeamerican.com. Some material may not be suitable for children under 18. The 7th Annual Revival returns to Hideaway Lakes Campground in Yorkville, Illinois, September 7th, 8th, and 9th days of unlimited food, unlimited drinks, and over 30 of the best bands in local and national music, with performances by Battlecross, Dead Horse Trauma, Another Lost Year, and Vices. For tickets and information, TheRevivalParty.com. As always, only 500 tickets. The Revival, brought to you by The Revival Party, Southern Smoke Barbecue, and the agency, Stone Chrome Radio, and 100.7 Q-Rock. For tickets and information, TheRevivalParty.com. There is no other feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat, or doing some shadow boxing. Getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes, and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready. Because it's just you, your hunter athletic gear, and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, hunter athletic gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, protection, and speed. Battle after battle, hunter athletic gear is the brand celebrating your victory. Hunter Athletic Gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies, including compression pants, fight shorts, hoodies, vests, caps, and bikinis. They can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business. Visit their website at huntermma.co.za. Gear up and let's train. Go fuck yourself. You're listening to Outlaw Radio with Chris Master, Eric Stark, and Bad Billy. Welcome back, fuckers and fuckettes, to Outlaw Radio right here on your favorite station. Yes. Thank you very much. Uh, That's going to take getting some used to. Um, but anyways, um, 
Outlaw Radio brought to you by Colcock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years older to drink. And Hunter MMA, Hunter Athletics. Just, just listen to what Derek said earlier, and you'll be good. Gear up and let's train. There you that? go. Oh, All right. oh my bad. Uh, wrong for years then. <laughs> uh, what you heard was um, what you just heard was Miss Madness by Forever Still. Before that, Hollow Secrets by Psychosis, uh, Horseshoe Bend by Monty Garrison. Great song there, by the way. My hometown. Uh, yeah, Trouble in Paradise, our our theme for Outlaw Radio by Jack Perro, and My Time by Gina Giordano. And, um, you know, one of the, and actually I got an announcement to make. Yes. What is that? Um, you know, um, one of our, one of the stations that plays us, uh, the Eagle 95.7. Yes. Um, they are now carrying the Friday night renegade show. Nice. So yes, we are. So we're now on. Four stations. We're on the Rock and Waves Radio Network. We're, um, I'm on um, Heat FM, Star FM, and now the Eagles. So great to, great to have those people on board. And if you want to be an affiliate for Outlaw Radio, just simply go to our website, uh, outlawradioabs.com. You know, just click on contact us. Uh, the show is going to be uh, is going to be put in a Dropbox folder every week and of course i think i'm going to link the that dropbox folder to the site there so just about anybody can have access and download by the way thanks monica for following me on twitter <laughs> she gets you Derek. i have not looked yet uh let me check my email i have it linked to my thing and so far i have nothing Okay. Well, you better follow her first because she'll only follow you if you follow her. Ah, so I have to follow her beautiful step in order for me to get a follow. Wow, that's really nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, Billy, I actually got a couple announcements myself. Yeah, go go for it. Well, as of right now, you know, everybody knows I'm in a serious, committed relationship with Sophie. Thank God for that. And uh, now you're going to study Tantra? Uh... I actually have a couple of pornos I can study, too. So, <laughs> And then my second announcement, I put my two weeks in at the feed mill, so I'm no longer going to be on third shift anymore. Oh, we, we need the applause mo- mode yes. for that. I, uh, let me, uh, shit. Here's a... There we go. All right. That and uh, you guys know how there's always, like, uh, how QVC always has Christmas in July. Yes. Well, well I'm going to be bringing a first for Rock and Waves. I'm going to have a very own Summer of Christmas Rockin' on Rock and Waves. My very first show coming up in July, I will be playing two hours of Christmas songs. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Uh, have people cursing your ass. Are you going to play? She's probably going to play songs like what? Uh, the Christmas. Uh, your balls like Michael Jackson. La 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 la. Or that other one, just a little Christmas blowjob. <laughs> well, actually, I was going to play that, and that's going to be dedicated to you, Billy, because I'm sure that's what your uh, wife is going to get for you this summer. Maybe. Oh, no, we we're, we're not going to go there. Anyway. <laughs> All right, so let's take a walk down memory lane, shall we? Let's yeah. uh, let's see. Here's the very first show on the sixth of June, Gentlemen, welcome to Outlaw Radio. Yes, this is the moment. This is the opportunity I've been waiting for to join with other students of the American Broadcasting School. And I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Who wants to go first? I'll take a crack at it here. My name is Chris Master. I'm the host of the Renegade Show. Great to be here on Outlaw Radio, y'all. I guess I'll go next. My name is Derek Stark. I'm the host of The Drive Home with Derek Stark. You can find me on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash ABS The Drive Home. Make sure you get that like. It's country music and rock music mixed together. Outlaw Radio was one of the ideas I pitched to Billy because Hellhounds, let's just say they didn't appreciate the name. And that's that's quite okay with me. I I wasn't that fond of the name myself. I just kind of thought of it at the last minute. But uh, Derek, I think you know, you're the more grateful one in this matter. So thank you very much. Uh, you are most welcome. Outlaw Radio is where we do we talk about what we want, when we want. Nothing is off limits, and profanity is welcome. Fuck yeah. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> All right. First profanity. I love it. And, of course, uh, yeah, that had to come from Chris. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You know, you know, guys, two years ago, uh, well, I guess in the words of Green Jelly, sit right down and I shall tell you a tale of one old man, one virgin and one John Cena supporter. Anyways, pretty much, I talked to Billy. Sent me a message on Twitter after I followed him through from American Broadcasting School when I started. I met you, Chris, through Billy, and we all got together. And hey, rest is fucking history. And, and by the way, I think last year I remembered I said some other curse word and or phrase. I have another phrase to say to to say tonight that's full of cursing. Are you ready? Oh, we're ready. All right, rest in peace, George Carlin. Ratchet, batshit, dirty old twat, six nine assholes tied in a ray. Let's shit. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Tourette's guy. 
No, 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 no. If I was going to sound, uh, if I was going to do my Tourette's guy impersonation, I would have said, patty cake, patty cake, butthole hand. I got Tourette's syndrome, chicken fucked ham. Oh, my God. Okay, <laughs> look it through the memory lane, though. Just got to get back to this because I see first bad Billy old joke. Let's yes. look at this. Well, 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 hell to the motherfucking yeah. It's good to be back on Outlaw Radio right here on Sky 106 Variety out of the clear blue sky. I am your host, Bad Billy, and I'll let these other two fools introduce themselves like they're supposed to. What up, everyone? I am the master, Chris Master, and boy, damn, it's good to be back. I have to say it is good to be back on Sky 106, variety of the clear blue sky. I'm Derek Stark, the infamous, red-bearded, wonderful man. And don't be listening to Billy because Billy's seen the invention of the wheel. He's literally seen it all. I, I've seen a lot. I mean, you know, I mean, Jesus is a good guy. But, uh, Derek, are you are you going to be this mouthy when you hit puberty? <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh, it's oh. your hair from your head going in and coming out other places. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Insulting each other as, yeah. we've, as we've done from day one. All right. What's this? The shout wall. Oh, yeah. Who can forget oh, the shout yeah. wall? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Outlaw Radio. I am your host, Bad Billy, and of course I'm joined by... Oh, Chris Master One. <laughs> Derek Stark. All right, we have an interesting show. In fact, I'm waiting on uh, the guests to uh, call in. But uh, you guys remember, we'll jump right into this really quick. Last week, we exploited another MyTelespace fucktard. Oh, <laughs> boy. And uh, he, he just left, uh, left us some 35-second uh, feedback of how he felt about our show. And not that his opinion matters that much, but I'm going to go ahead and play it. Uh, let's see what the fuckwad had to say. The earthworm is trying to promote his Mickey Mouse show, huh? Okay. <laughs> yeah, good old Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, you know, let's play something uh, Something else from the shout wall, of course. Who can forget this? It's gay radio. Billy runs a gay radio show. The only thing maybe that's possible with us, that's the only thing those perverts do. It's gay radio. Flaming homosexual. Billy and the faggots. They ought to invite Jeremy over there. They can run a train on Jeremy Clayton Sand. All right, Bulldog, I know you're on uh, in the queue. I'll bring you in in just a second here. But uh, hang on, and one more. That was very recent. We actually played this last week, of course, from uh, I'm a douchebag himself. Outlaw Radio, that's where you have, like, sex with your in-laws, right? 
you like go get your cousin and you like stick it in their butt. Is that what Outlaw Radio is all about? <laughs> is that what you get with Outlaw Radio? You get a big penis in your butt? <laughs> yeah, bring back that juvenile humor. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, Bulldog, you're on the air. What's going on, buddy? How you doing, Mike? All right. Hey, that was one hell of an interview with Boba Flex, I got to say again. It was. It was. I was actually listening in very briefly. Um I'm at the event. I've been at this um, this uh, uh, trade fair and uh, burlesque show all day long, and uh, I thought I'd get, get a few minutes in to uh, listen in and to wish you a uh, happy second anniversary, and uh, here's to many more. Absolutely. And uh, you should be releasing the first episode of uh, Locked and Loaded pretty soon, right? Yes, it should be done within a week. Nice, nice. I can't, I can't wait to hear that. Can't wait to hear that. Yeah, the 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 locked and loaded is going to be uh, <laughs> the the actually we're live on the radio right now. It's uh, some of the um the the event holders came out and just making fun of me all day. <laughs> My accent. It's been fun. It's been a fun day, but Locked and Loaded Radio Show is up and running and almost ready to go. Right on. You know what, too? This is, now this is the second time in a show that somebody's calling in from an event when uh, Dave Mazzani was calling in. He he was at a fight. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, there's not much, uh, not much fighting going here tonight. There's a lot of uh, boobies. Oh, There's a lot of kicks and ass right now. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. Nothing wrong with that. But this is awesome. But no, I wanted to give you guys a quick call and wish you a happy anniversary. All right. I appreciate that, Bulldog. You are welcome. All right. And I will talk to you Thank guys soon. Absolutely. You know, you're welcome anytime. Thank you. And I uh, I extend the offer to uh, the Locked and Loaded Radio Show, too. Absolutely. All right, guys. All right. You have a great night. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All hey, right. You know, before we go any further, you know, I said this last year, but I need to say it again this year. You know, people are thanking all of us, you know, for congrats for making it two years. But I think the most the most thanks, Needs to be given to Bad Billy here, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, because, thank you very much. I mean, this guy here, he brought three people, he brought two of us together, me and Derek, who, and made it a threesome. <laughs> no, we're, it, no, no, we're a, we're a tripod. We're three legs of a tripod. Okay, okay. Thank you. So, uh, but he brought us together. He, you know, introduced us to each other. Mm-hmm. We got, and we basically became like brothers. Oh, hell yeah. With, with Billy being the old, the old dad there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and his bastard kids. <laughs> yes, and, you know, some people, some people could call it divine intervention or, or the, or the hands of God blessing us three or something. But, you know, something had to have went through Billy's mind when he messaged me. He had to have something in his mind. Yes. Uh, it's like, you know, it's 
Yes, and that was who else can I work with? Who else can I correspond with, become friends with, you know? And as you heard uh, Curtis say a few weeks ago when he was on the show, that uh, in, we we may not always like each other. We may be on within a different format, but still we're, we're a family in radio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't change. Yeah. That won't that uh, won't change. That won't change at all. Even if uh, even if a country tried to send the, try to send a nuke to America, nothing's going to change. Oh shit, no. <laughs> uh, and, uh, Billy, and so, Billy, I thank you for you know yeah. bringing us all together and uh, taking us on a two year and plus ride. Oh yeah, thank, thank you so much, Billy. You bet. And we got a little bit more memory to get to here. Who can forget our good friend? All right, all right. It is oh, yeah. Jack the Fuck Man from Philadelphia. Here we go. Well, we're gonna bring in, we're gonna bring on our guest that's uh, on right now, straight out of Philadelphia. All right, all right. It is Jack the Fuck Man. All right, all right. What's going on? By the way, Derek, meet my co-hosts, Derek Stark and Chris Master, and uh, they had a look at uh, you on Jerry Springer. Oh, my. How you doing, Derek and uh, Chris? Doing all right, man. All doing right. Doing pretty good. What'd you say? Doing pretty good, man. Jack, I got to say, I did not think it was you that was on Jerry Springer, but all of a sudden it's just like, holy crap, Jack the Footman. This is awesome. We're getting very awesome guests here now. We're rolling up in the world. Thank you. Oh, yeah, that was me on Springer. That was back in 2007. Yeah, that was 10 years ago, wasn't it there, Jack? Uh, Jack had more to say in that episode, so what, what, was, what was this one? Yeah, and I let me massage him and rub him and kiss him and stuff like that. It wasn't the same as a as a foot party because a foot party they can you know they can jump on in you know kick you around and all that but <laughs> I still was able to get their feet. <laughs> all right. Oh, and, what else? What else we got here? I sent him a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm going to play another clip from my telespace. And, uh, yeah, this is another idiot that calls that system. And, by the way, this has got to be the worst way to proposition a woman. So I'm going to play that, get get the feedback from you guys, and then we're going to cue in a guest who's waiting online right now. Say 5649, would you like me to suck your pussy and you could suck my dick? That would go great. Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Does that actually even work? I I highly doubt it. Billy, I think you need to play, I I know you've been avoiding it, vet school. Well, 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 what's going on, fuckers and fuckettes? Welcome to Outlaw Radio. I'm your host, Bad Billy. Where are the other two dim-witted, brainless, worthless? Oh, no, I I can't say that about my (laughs) co-host. What's going on, guys? Where are you? Yeah, we can we can really uh, fuck with you, man, if we really wanted to remember that. But I'm the master, Chris Master. What up, everyone? And I am the red uh, lawn goatee 
uh, the red-bearded Irishman. What's going on, everybody? And yes, Billy, we've got stuff over you, so <laughs> don't fuck with us. I'm going to get fucked with. <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah, we didn't we didn't go to school to study veterinarians. Yeah, you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, and that's, why, and that's why we're a part of Outlaw Radio because we're assholes. But we oh. do respect each other, and we expect respect, and we give respect. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking hilarious. Hey, say, Chris, uh, do you got anything about our buddy Chip? Yes, uh, I sent it to uh, Billy, but I think it needs the intro. Billy, I think it needs the intro. And nah. you know what I'm talking about. I got rid of that, so don't worry about that. But Billy, Billy, you're in luck. I right. I know I have the intro here. All right, play it, and then I'll play uh, what I've got here. All right. Well, I'm trying to, all right, it, it, damn it, I, it's not where I thought it was. Uh, see, ah, here we, here it is, here it is, here it is. It's time! This is Chip. Chip got caught beating his meat. He ain't never gonna get none. Da 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 da. Chips whacking it. All right, here we go. Yeah, the, we we got a reply from Chip. Uh, at least you do, uh, neurotic. Yeah, because you you went back out there a couple of days ago, didn't you, neurotic? Yeah, I went out there as <laughs> um and did. A few things under the name Neurotic. <laughs> Just be a complete fuckwit. And I have not heard um, Mr. Chips uh, who, uh, reply yet, and oh, apparently boy. I did, and I'm going to hear it for the first time tonight. Okay. okay. Yeah. Let's, we we got to hear that now. This is just too good. So let's do this now. Let, let, let's hear Captain Rocker. To block this off. number, call 712. Four three two four two eight two. For the main board, press enter the number of the board. To join this board, while listening to messages on the. Hey Chip, listen, buddy, I'm on your side. I thought it was good. I didn't know that other guy was gonna play that. <laughs> Believe me, I did. <laughs> but you gotta admit, Chip, you're famous. You're famous for that tape. You really are. You're more famous than that than Space Mountain. I mean, believe that. Believe what? that. Why? So you, should go with it. you should go with it, man. That's the, that's the ultimate uh, bash that you have on that uh, living gay motherfucker in that nursing home. Yeah. What? And uh, believe me, I could beat the fuck out of him, but he doesn't he didn't challenge me anymore. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Yes, you have. Yes, you have. So, Chip, you're the winner. You don't need to, like, uh, implode anymore on Indiana Gay. You won. You're the kingship. Over him, I mean. So, 
The captain said it. And remember, the captain's the best. Okay? All right. This is the captain speaking. Over and out. To replay. You know, it's pathetic. That these son of a bitches, stupid ass motherfuckers, <laughs> ain't got nothing better to do than dig up fucking recordings. <laughs> old recordings. They're so old that cobwebs are coming out of them. Why don't the son of a bitches delete all those recordings and throw them in the fucking ocean? No. So that's about as good as they will be. They're fucking, they're fucking stupid. <laughs> Just because I call somebody an asshole, they want to make some kind of big fucking deal of it. <laughs> so what? I call him an asshole. Maybe he is an asshole. Everybody has one, so there you go. <laughs> so it ain't no big deal. Anyway. It's time to move on, people. It's 2016, it's April, and it's time for that kiss-stealing, wheeling-dealing, <laughs> limousine-riding, Learjet-flying son-of-a-gun, your 17-time world champion, <laughs> to say what he needs to say, and that is this. World Remember this, people. I'm an icon. I'm a legend. <laughs> and I am a part of the syndication. Why? So you know what? Either you're with us or you're against us. <laughs> and if you're with us, enjoy the motherfucking ride. Woo! You took something to from replay. The press one. <laughs> okay, because of that, now uh, we're going to get to news of the weird to top off the show in a minute. But I've got to play this. As this is a guaranteed promise. One way or another, you're going to leave me alone. If I have to bring Brianna from Houston on board, if I have to bring whoever on board, you know what? I'm sick of you. I'm sick and tired of your fucking bullshit. I'm sick and tired of you fucking with me. I'm sick and tired of you bothering me. I'm sick and tired of you following me out to the conference. I'm sick and tired of you picking on me. I'm sick and tired of every goddamn fucking thing you're doing. You can take your surprise and stick it up your ass. I don't fucking care what it is. I'm just stupid and retarded. Just like you. One way or another, motherfucker. One way or another, you're going to leave me alone. Because I'm sick of you, you fat son of a bitch. I hope a war turns against you. I can't wait. Maybe then, when the end of the war starts working together, you'll shut your fucking mouth, you asshole. Asshole, 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 asshole. That's what you are, Indiana J. A fat asshole. God damn, that brings up memories. Oh, man, that never gets old either. Should I, should no. I play one more chip clip before we get to news of the weird? Yes. Please. One more, one more, okay. Well, baby Clay, you know what? You haven't heard, you haven't heard about my big slong, have you? Yeah, 12 <laughs> fucking inches, bitch. 12 fucking inches. 
big and thick and long. That's how big my cock is, 12 fucking inches. That's why they call me Mr. Big Dick Dong. So let me tell you something, bitch. Why don't you shut your fucking mouth and go suck your mom's cock? No, better yet, why don't you go bake those cookies and make that punch with that retard dance tonight, bitch? Yeah. yeah. Go make me some cookies and uh, go make me some eggnog and make some motherfucking cookies and some motherfucking punch. Yeah. Yeah. And make sure the goddamn cookies don't have no motherfucking sugar in them. Yeah. Go yeah. make me some cookies, bitch. Yeah. We yeah. know that's what you do every Friday, baby, Quay, is you make cookies and punch for the retard dances. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they call me Mr. Dick, big Dick Dong. So, you know, let me tell you something, bitch. I got a big, huge cock. All the women want it, so they, they love riding the baloney pony. So, fuck you, you <laughs> fucking bitch. You're a stupid, ignorant bitch, baby, Quay. They can't even get a man. Yeah. You have to fuck animals. Yeah. I heard you fuck, baby... I heard you fuck goats. I heard you fuck dogs. I heard you fuck anything, horses, cattle. It don't matter because you're an animal fucker. So go fuck your animals, baby Quay. Yeah. And remember, I'm Mr. Big Dick Dong. Remember that. I'm Mr. Big Dick Dong, Mr. 12 fucking inches. Yeah, 12 fucking inches. You know what? Yeah. I wonder if I should actually uh, bring that up to Sophie and see if that gets her turned on. Oh, my God. West Virginia, man. West Virginia, man. <laughs> Actually, lately, Jeremy's been okay, so I'm not going to go there. Okay. But, but uh, anyway, I think it's time for uh, the, the last part of our show that we always enjoy. Yes, it is time. Actually, we, when we think about it, we pretty much really recently added it. So Yeah. All right. You got the story ready? Uh, we got. I got the stories ready. Here we go. This is Outlaw Radio. News of the Weird. I'm Mr. Big Dick Dong. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, fetishes, sexual and non-sexual, are a lot more prevalent than you think. Heck, that quiet dude over in Human Resources might have regular romps with his wife that involves his genitals being kicked while angry ants swarm his butthole. Think that's a stretch? Think again. There's There was a site, uh, Cracked.com, that posted the 17 uh, creepiest sexual subcultures around the world. Number 17, ball busting is defined as an arousal to watching others getting their nuts kicked or better yet, being on the receiving end. In fact, there's a UK website created just for ball busting aficionados. Number 16, formicophilia is the sexual interest. Oh, my God. And being crawled upon and nibbled by insects like ants, maggots, cockroaches, etc. What the fuck? This involves the application of insects to the genitals and other er erogenous zones to get a tickling sensation or psychological distress feeling. I don't care what anyone says. If I find a beetle or um, a... a no, or a um oh damn 
Yeah. Right. Or any crawling, biting my testicles. I don't. I mean, that's just, no. Uh, you know what though? I I will say this, uh, not to deviate from the story a little too yeah, much, but I was trying to think of scorpions. I I did put this on Facebook recently. I said, I become a mob boss when I see a spider. I want him dead. I want his family dead. I want his house burnt down. Damn. So yeah, uh, especially if a bug is going to come near that area, he's fucking dead. Or mm-hmm. how would they how would they say it in New York? He's fucking walking, dead. Fucking dead. Uh, number fifteen, mummification. A form of bondage that involves completely wrapping someone in material like a mummy. The mummy may be left bound or things may occur in their wrappings made out of material such as cling wrap, duct tape, body bags, straight jackets, or other objects. Uh, number 14, Omor- Omorashi is the name of the Japanese fetish subculture that finds it sexually arousing to have a full bladder or to see someone, especially a well-dressed or dignified person, who's suffering from bladder desperation, wet themselves in public when they can no longer hold it. What? Uh, um, Fuck. Uh, number 13, belly button torture. Considered an erogenous zone, the belly button has inspired fetishistic naval play for many who experience heightened sexual stimulation and I'm looking at what is being done here on this website, and oh, oh my God. Oh, damn. All right. Uh, number 12, a uh, sensation that I think Billy has experienced, uh, clismophilia is a sexual attraction to liquids entering and exiting the butt. What the fuck? <laughs> This is usually done through enemas, and like presents, there are people who prefer to give them and some who prefer to receive. Number 11, uh, trypsolagnia. And this is fairly innocent, but it's arousal caused by someone else shampooing your hair. (laughs) Number 10. um, You know, David Cronenberg's controversial 1996 film Crash is about people who are sexually turned on by car accidents. Now, obviously, this is just Cronenberg's famously twisted imagination at work, right? Nope. Symphorophilia is the term used to describe arousal caused by seeing and or causing an accident or some other major disaster. What the hell is the matter with society? Ugh. Number nine, pheromone party is an alternative to online dating for a lot of people. Um, participants wear the same clothes for three days straight, then put them into a numbered plastic bag, unwashed, for other participants to sniff. They will choose their partners anonymously based on their scent. It is advisable that you do not wear perfumes. No one, nobody will ever choose your bag because you smell too pleasant. That is just no. So, Chris, we're actually talking about them smelling like shit? No, like um, like smelling like old shirts that you've worn for three days, pants that you've worn for three days, 
underwear, socks, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And getting turned on. Number eight. If a tornado is up your sexual alley, you may actually have lilosophilia. Uh, Number seven. A kink revolving around non-sexual role-playing of horses and their handlers called pony play. Um, number six, um, emetophile. You, do you know what that is? Something to do with toes, I'm assuming. Sounds yeah. like oh. so, sounds like some kind of what, like Chinese dish or something? I don't know. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. It's um, someone that likes vomit. Oh, that's called a rainbow shower. Considering it's it's Gay Pride Month, and you you had to bring up a rainbow shower. <laughs> uh, number three, uh, colrophilia, strong sexual attraction to clowns, mimes, and gestures. Men and women of all ages, orientation, and social status share a fetish for clowns. Just about the worst thing that can happen to um, a a colrophile is to find himself surrounded by a mob of terrified people suffering from Pennywise syndrome. Number four. Are you aroused by a a picture of a gun pointed at you? You may have autasinophilia. Um, which means that you are attracted to the thought or risk of being killed. This paraphernalia, this paraphilia may also cover those who are into autoerotic asphyxiation, which is sexual suffocation. Number three, I think I have a com. Oh, I think I have a compound fracture, but damn, that was hot. Then you have climacophilia, becoming aroused by the act of falling downstairs. Number two, fornophilia, a bondage fetish where one person uses another as a piece of furniture. This, the participant is usually tightly bound and expected to remain immobile for extended periods, acting as a table, chair, clothing rack, or, or object chart. Clark, cry, I can't. I can't even see the. Um, I can't even see what it says because the text on it is fucked up. And the winner is. There's a 57 percent chance that the penis of a Filipino sailor looks like a bean pod. The reason is the plastic ball balls in their penis. They insert them via small incisions in the skin in order to satisfy their sexual partners. What the fuck? What the fucking fuck? What the fuck? Uh, and now you too can have sex with your iPad. What? <laughs> um, it's uh, it's out of the UK, which makes me ask. Why doesn't our country have public publications like The Independent? Um, let's see here. Um, basically, some genius somewhere had the idea of making an attachment for the iPad 
so that when you're watching porn online or casually video chatting like you do, you can take your nifty flashlight launch pad out, uh, slide the flashlight-shaped vagina-like attachment into the back of the iPad, and fully immerse yourself in whatever you're watching. Um, that, I mean, it, it's it's part of a blog that I found, that I saw this that story on. Okay. I'm just going to link you guys to it. And a social media company catering to Germany's adult industry is granting a new position, a sexual position. Kaufmitch.com, which means buy me in German, has just announced it is hiring a full-time prostitute tester. A willingness to lie down on the job is a requirement if you get our drift. (laughs) The man or woman chosen will review brothels in Germany, emphasizing service, cleanliness, and compliance with safe sex practices. Doing this requires having sex with sex workers, according to Kaufmitch's.com's product manager, who only gave his name as Ben to CNBC. Ben told CNBC, having a brothel in Germany is totally legal, but so far there's not a quality system for them in place. We want to be the trip advisor for brothels. Clients on Kaufmitch should be able to check the quality of brothels before they go, like you check your hotel online before you book. Besides scoring tips for carnal customers, consumers, the ideal candidate should, ha- should enjoy having fun with people and not be afraid of contact. Randy reviewers uh, should also have a business degree, a full health certificate, and an ability to be a cunning linguist when it comes to speaking French, according to Newsweek. Knowing the ins about an ounce of brothels would be a plus. Ben said there had been 150 applicants so far, mostly from Germany, but also Belgium, the Netherlands, and Great Britain. Kaufmitch.com was founded in 2009 by three brothers, seeking to improve Germany's sex industry by creating a market for independent prostitutes. Julius Dreyer, one of the brothers, said, according to news.com.au, our vision is to see sex work as an equal and fully accepted part of society. We believe that all kinds of problems arise from sex workers being isolated and judged. Yeah. I'm, I'm not applying. No, thank you. Um, and, and it's a sex toy that someone, maybe you will be dying to use and you'll get that pun in a minute. Dutch designer Mark Sturkenboom has just created a sex toy that includes a mini urn to hold the cremated remains of that special someone. What? The erotically shaped urn is part of 21 grams, a memory box devised by Sturkenboom to help grieving people feel the presence of their loved ones. The title refers to the purported weight of the human soul based on a now discredited study by Dr. Douglas McDougall, an early 20th century physician who weighed weighed patients before and after death to see if there was a change in weight. Besides the death-oriented dildo, Sturkin Boom's memory boxes come with a perfume diffuser that can hold the departed signature's scent, departed's signature scent, and an iPod amplifier so the bereaved can play songs that remind them of the deceased. Or you could just play it on your normal iPod and never mind. Um, The box can also hold other keepsakes related to the dead loved one and comes 
with a brass key that can be worn as a pendant. Sturkin Boom said an elderly neighbor inspired him to create the memory box. According to the Metro, he said, I sometimes help an elderly lady with her groceries, and she has an urn standing near the window with the remains of her husband. She always speaks with so much love about him, and but the jar he was in didn't reflect that at all. Uh, and in that in that same period, I read an article about widows, taboos, and sex and intimacy, and then I thought to myself, can I combine these themes and make an object that is about love and missing and intimacy? Sturkenboom hasn't officially marketed the boxes yet. He told the Huffington Post that the price hasn't been determined. He also hopes that people focus on the reasoning behind the concept and not the sex aspect. He told HuffPost by email, I would much appreciate if the term sex toy or dildo are not the headlines. It's a conversational piece, a metaphor. Sex toy or dildo. And where the headline reads, Designer Dildo Contains Loved Ones Cremated Ashes. Way to go, HuffPost. Way to go. <laughs> um, oh, six weird things you never believe will make you horny. Oh, jeez. Number six, brain trauma. What? How the hell is that sexy? Number five, I'm not going to read, like, all the story below it. Um, well, I might, if it looks, if some of it looks to be fun. Uh, like this, a woman named Alyssa suffered a traumatic brain injury in a car accident and became so preoccupied with sex as a result that she started working as a dominatrix and selling smutty videos. Okay. Number five, grief. Grief. Number four, and this is really fucked up, rabies. What? <laughs> Number three, breastfeeding. Now, that's kind of hot. Um, yeah. Well, not seeing, watching someone breastfeeding, but, you know, the the big boobs, you know, hey. Yeah, but then you got to find a baby for second base. Yeah, that's true. Uh, number two, junk food. And the number one weird thing you never believe will make you horny, I can't believe they're saying this, Star Trek sounds. Okay. <laughs> just, go, just, just go to our that just doesn't make sense. I'm sorry. <laughs> just go to the link that will be on out on our Twitter, and you'll read the whole story. And officials say a Portland man has been arrested for breaking into a neighbor's home and stealing women's underwear. No. <laughs> <laughs> the Oregonian reports that David Kowatch told police he had thought about breaking into a neighbor's home many times just to see if he could get away with it. He reportedly did that early Sunday. The couple lived there, chased him out, and called police. Police say they found the man's jacket on the roof with two pairs of women's underwear, maxi pads, and a large Bowie knife in the pockets. Oh, that'd be Bowie knife. Bowie knife. Got it. Got to. I had to do that because I've got a Bowie knife, so. <laughs> okay. Co-watch reportedly told police he took the items from a dryer in the home and that he has an obsession with women's underwear 
and it's getting worse. He's been booked on burglary, criminal mischief charges, and just being too damn creepy. Um, all right. And seven couples reveal the weird rules they have for getting it on. Okay. Number one, our only rule is to keep quiet if there are others in the house. Number two. We don't make love while she's on her period. I had a bad first experience in college that I couldn't get past, and I washed down there right before if I want her to go down on me. That and many more will be available on our Twitter page. (laughs) Some of this just gets too damn creepy. Oh, Uh, weird. Yeah. Build a better mousetrap and the world beats a path to your door. But what does it beat if you build a better sex toy? Um, there, yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is possibly the most not safe for work gift guide we've ever done. There's promiscent spraying. Um, guys who are quick on the draw can spray this on their privates, and it will slow down the arousal allowing them to spend more time doing something or someone they love. Uh, Next, Taz Taz Zapper. The Taz Zapper will be an electrifying addition to your sex life, a device that gives off a 9-volt jolt depending on which body part it touches. Uh, Okay. X2 Orgasmatron. Um, No thanks. Uh, Sasha Gray Deep Throat Pocket Pal. (laughs) And Sasha Gray is an actual porn star. Um, Some of the others. uh, The Face Fuck is a mouth gag and a dildo. Um, Let's see here. Um, The G-Spot Touch Finger Vibe. The Auto Banger. Um, it uses the same principle as the nail gun, except for getting screwed. See how we did that there? You see what I did there? Okay. There. <laughs> um, the beginner butt plug. Oh. Uh, the slap and the slap happy. Sure, and you slap. can see that and all the others on our Twitter at twitter.com slash outlawradioabs. And, oh, gosh. Um, he w- Police in Kyoto, Japan, have arrested a man long suspected of fondling his nipples while leering at schoolgirls riding the subway. What? <laughs> uh, some Japanese guy was charged last month with suspicion of indecent exposure after he allegedly exposed the lower half of his body to two teenage girls while on a train. Um, he told investigators he was stressed and had sexual motivations. Um, numerous internet photos show a man identified as the suspect playing with his nipples while... Uh, fondling one's nipples while wearing a shirt isn't illegal in Japan, but it was disconcerting to the women who witnessed his activities. 
The guy first became known as Nipple Man in July 2013. Uh, I'm just going to post the link. There you go. And finally, it's one small step for a chicken sandwich and one giant leap for fast food. On June 21st, in four days, KFC plans to launch its Zinger Chicken Sandwich into a space via a high-altitude solar-powered balloon known as a stratolite, a word combining stratosphere and satellite. Why didn't you just say that? The chicken sandwich will zip up to about 28.5 miles above Earth, not quite the 62-mile threshold to be considered to be the edge of space, but as the New York Times notes, it's cheaper than shooting off an orbiting rocket. Assuming the launch goes off without a hitch, the balloon and the sandwich will float above Earth for at least four days while the Stratolite records telemetry data to help future launches by Worldview, the balloon's manufacturer. Whether anyone wants to eat the sandwich after that remains a mystery. KFC is funding the flight of the Zinger, which will mark the balloon's first multi-day mission, according to Space.com. The Stratolite launch will be streamed at kfcn.space. A web address that expands to, yes, we are actually sending a chicken sandwich to dot space. Okay. Uh, yes. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, it. I don't know what they, what you know, if you actually, if the sandwich actually makes it to you and you find the sandwich and you take it to KFC, they didn't say you know, whether or not you get anything, I guess you just get the satisfaction that you found a freaking chicken sandwich. But, uh, hey, here's here's my thing, though, guys. I would probably, if they tried to offer me a freebie, I would, ha- I would not take it. You want to know why? Why is that? Because they are not the inventor of the original freaking chicken sandwich. But you're gonna bitch about it if they have uh, if they only have one free taco. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a free taco is a free taco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bite me. <laughs> Don't say it was a bad advertising move. <laughs> hey. It's- it's it's one free taco. I mean, how many do you expect them to give out? I expect them to give out at least three. I mean, hell, I, I, hell, it's not even worth the gas I used to go there for one free <laughs> fucking taco. <laughs> hey, I know it's only like what, maybe two or three bites. Yeah, and then and it's like it's one or two bites that takes you about a minute to consume, and yet you spend twenty minutes on the fucking toilet. <laughs> I want, a, I want hey. a good Taco Bell experience. I expect to have at least four tacos, so that way I can spend a good hour on the on the toilet. Hey, didn't somebody tell you? Didn't somebody tell you when you said free tacos, Taco Bell, they said, they said, enjoy your diarrhea. <laughs> I don't remember, but that probably would be accurate. 
But hey, um, the next day I went to Del Taco and had um, two tacos and uh, and French fries. So it was so all was good with the world. All was good with the world. Um, and so yeah, if I'm yeah, I I hate I Taco Bell. Next time you do some false advertising, yeah. Yes, but you know, you know something else. Uh, another story that I came across. Um, well, well, save it for next time because we are running out of time. So uh, okay, well, all right. But there's something important I got to do because out two years of the making and now Outlaw Radio is sponsored by Cold Cock Whiskey, the breathiest whiskey. <laughs> That was the, had that had to have been the most ridiculous commercial I ever I ever found. But hey, Bill, what for our insane? Do you think for one night only? Do you think we could go back to our old or to our original in theme? Uh, no, it's already cued, bud. Oh, uh, <laughs> but I have a shot glass in my hand right now. My fingers got some cold cock whiskey. It Here's my glass. You raise your glass, take your shot. You must be 21 years of old, 21 years age of age or older to drink. And uh, here's what's that? Cheers to you. Cheers. Here we Cheers. go. Yeah, I know I'm a pussy. I need a chaser. <laughs> he can't hey, handle. Hey, man. Hey, get you some cold cock. Mix it with some Jack Daniels. That's a man drink there. Or Jaeger bomb. There you go. Jaeger bomb. Oh, gross. Ugh. I've had a few Jaeger bombs. Oh, now, yeah. Now it's... Now Red Bull, but it had Mountain Dew. Now Mountain I have I have Jaeger bombs made yeah made with Red Bull. Oh, I I can't I never had Red Bull because you know I didn't want to grow wings, but um I I have had it with like Pepsi Throwback and Mountain Dew and it it was pretty interesting. Anyway, so it is time to. Uh, wrap it up here so I will be back I'll bring back the indie asylum next week I know some of you missed it this morning I do apologize but I will be back with the indie asylum that will be next week on Asgard radio and of course I think what we're going to have next week because faded Leroy I got I got a call from the lead singer faded Leroy that would be Brendan Nickel he said they just released their uh, newest CD. He's sending it to me. And I think uh, next week would be fitting and proper if we book Faded Leroy. What do you guys think? Well, it's up to you guys because I won't be here for the next two weeks. Yeah, this next week my uh, my cousins are graduating, so up north. Well, we could pr- probably pre-record it. So Yeah. I um 
I won't be. Uh, I'll be doing FNR this third this coming Friday, but after that, I'm taking uh, about a week and a half off uh, for uh, to be with my fiance, and she's coming down here to Georgia, and so um, yeah, so it's I'm so, excited. So we'll just say that uh, next week. Uh, show is uh, to be determined not knowing we're going to have a show or not so yeah all right so anyway well with that said uh, it's it's been an awesome two years and uh, hopefully uh, we're going to look at uh, many more years of outlaw radio thank you very much for Tuning in for station times and uh, replay times of broadcast, just go to our website, outlawradioabs.com. What an awesome show it's been. Big shout-out to Marty McCoy of Bubba Flex. Uh, shout-out to Dave the Pain Train Mazzani, Monica Lee, um, Bulldog. You're all awesome. And uh, we will be back uh, to, be, to be determined most Maybe we'll take next week off. Don't know yet. All right. Anything else you guys got to say in conclusion? Yipper, ratchet, ratchet, dirty old twat, 69 asshole, tying in the knot. Hooray, lizard shit. Fuck. Um, <laughs> pretty much, uh, I bet Holly Holmes' opponent from last night, Betch Korea, I bet her face was like, my favorite color is ham. Holy shit. Oh yeah, she got she got her head knocked off her shoulders almost, I'll say that. So anyway, uh we'll be back either next week or the week after. Thank you for tuning in. It's been an awesome two years and more years to come up. Good night. Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's where you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to go piss up a rope. We give our opinions, and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what?
behind me. Trying to cover up my tracks like little Danny in a shiny. And rehab, she left me and it tore me apart. My God, you could hear the scar tissue shattering inside of my heart. They missed that same from the abyss to the dark. Became my muse and assisted me with my twisted heart. for throwing sharp. I'm the rose petal that fell from a pedestal unbearable. God witnesses the frozen princesses couldn't let it go. The interruption of a king, my slim heroine grin. Told me that I had even more to lose than everything. She killed suffering, she's too good to be true. They want to take my inches from syringes, but I'm sick with you. thrill seeker rocking out to the station i hear you you're probably even sipping on a drink right now an average blah blah drink in a can of bottle one that doesn't quite hit the spot for you i'll bet you want something different don't you something more take your shot with cold cock whiskey the best whiskey anywhere why because it's different from other liquors cold cock whiskey is herbal whiskey 100 percent all natural herbs blended with aged american whiskey No more morning after sugar hangovers from other liquors. With Cold Cock's blend of herbs, including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus, and more, you'll be in herbal heaven. Cold Cock Whiskey, available at spirit stores and distributors America-wide. Find one near you at coldcockwhiskey.com. Follow Cold Cock Whiskey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Celebrate those special moments with friends. Raise your glass. Take your shot. You must be 21 or older to drink Cold Cock Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. How to advertise effectively on the radio. First, get their attention. Hi! Next, mention the product's name. Cabbage Sharp Cheddar! Use repetition. Cabbage Sharp Cheddar! Cabbage Sharp Cheddar! Cabbage Sharp Cheddar! Sound believable. Whoa! Cabbage Sharp Cheddar! Cabbage Sharp Cheddar! Cabbage Sharp Cheddar! Or use in a catchy jingle. Cabbage Sharp Cheddar! La 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 la! Throw in a subliminal message. Bye! Sexy. Cabbage! Sexy. Sharp! Make it count. Cheddar! Or a testimonial. I like Cabbage Sharp Cheddar because... No, that's like... I like Captain like Charlie's years of saying like hey. Tell them where they can buy it. Your grocer's dairy station. Where you buy cheese. Followed by the phone number. Not applicable. Insert a sound effect for emphasis. Wow, that cabbage cheddar is wicked sharp. And if all fails, bribe the listening audience. Buy cabbage sharp cheddar and win a billion dollars. 
With a disclaimer. Not available in all areas. So when you put it all together, people will know if you like extra sharp cheddar, you'll love Cabot All Natural Sharp Cheddar. Hi, it's the big voice guy. The one who intros and promos the show you're listening to right now. Hi, my name is Jim Hunt. I voice for a growing list of internet and terrestrial radio stations, podcasts, and businesses. I'd love to spread the word about yours, too, no matter if the message is serious or silly. Whether you want the delivery to be hard-hitting, voice of authority, or conversational, warm, and fuzzy. From fully produced station imaging and commercials to custom phone system messages on hold and IVR prompts, voiceovers for computer games to narration for presentations, even post-production audio editing and audio cleanup services. Yeah, I do them too. I'm your guy. I do business as Jim Hunt voiceovers and audio services. My rates are reasonable and negotiable because I love internet radio too. Visit my website, jimhuntvo.com. I'm Jim Hunt at your service. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this. You have been listening to Outlaw Radio. Be sure to leave your feedback by calling 773-572-7878. All feedback is played and replied to on the show. Visit our official website at outlawradioabs.com. Outlaw Radio is a presentation of AOW Productions. Here I am sitting on a porch writing another song about Waylon Willie David Allen Cole. You can't go wrong. Such great outlaw boys just like me. Man, can't you see? Because you can't go wrong with one good outlaw song. The outlaw song. Well, here I am sitting on the floor. Wishing I was here with old George. We'd be strumming on the cold hard truth and he stopped loving her today. And I love to play. Because you can't go wrong with one good outlaw song. The outlaw song. Here I am with this old song About Waylon and Willie David Allen Cole Man in black and the possum George Jones Can't go wrong
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.